0: Welcome to Keeping It Real Fridays here on the Dayton Tolbert Show. I am your host Daton Tolbert. Um, as I mentioned, Keeping It Real Fridays, and if you guys are new, uh, Keeping It Real is pretty much what we like to do seven nights a week. But tonight, I you know I I want to keep it extra real. All right, we have a very what I you know I don't like this term but uh, controversial subject. We're going to be talking about a lot of different things. In fact, I'm not sure that we've done a show where we've had this many uh, topics to discuss in one night. We're going to try to get it all uh, in tonight. Um, it's mainly because we weren't live for a little while. But, you know, the the headline, the you know, the advertisement that a lot of people saw was this, this Becky with the good hair uh, line, that whole song, uh, sorry, from Beyonce is, you know, now it's getting some airplay. A lot of women are now, from what I'm hearing, adopting this as their, uh, their anthem, their you know, single women getting over men theme song, like all that stuff, and I just want to talk about the irony there. I want to talk about the irony, which is that 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 mentality. You know, it's a number of things, but one of the things that mentality, that attitude, that way of thinking of okay, middle finger up, I ain't thinking about you. That in and of itself. Creates an environment that's going to, you know, push men away and even into the arms of that Becky with the good hair. It's going to repel the best possible men from taking you seriously, from wanting to be with you and treat you in a way that you wouldn't even have to think about, you know, making a song like that your theme song. So we're going to, t- you know, really in its own way, everything that we talk about tonight is going to bring us back to you know, how to avoid your man being swept away by Becky with the good hair. You know what I'm saying? Really, first of all, even just defining, what does that even mean? You know, aside from Beyonce making it a racial slur, I mean, we'll talk about that, and we talked about that a little bit last week, but, you know, more than that, we're going to talk about just who that woman is. What does that even mean? What makes a man you know, look at you in a way that says, I don't even want to be bothered with you. I, w- I would rather be with Becky with the good, good hair because, see, that's something that's very uncomfortable. We've talked about, you know, why men cheat, why men do the things they do, you know, what are we thinking, what's going on. But tonight we're really going to break it down and define who is Becky with the good hair, What what qualities, what is drawing your man to her. You see what I'm saying? And um, unfortunately, yes, you know, it's easy to say, oh, he's immature. It's easy to say he can't keep it in his pants. He's a dog. He's a player. He's afraid of commitment. You know, he's insecure, blah, blah, blah. But the reality is we're going to look at the real reasons. We're going to look at what really goes on. You know, we're going to talk about weeds. We're going to talk about excessive makeup. We're going to talk about insecurity, low self-esteem. We're going to talk about just the whole attitude that often makes men say, the heck with it. Right and, and really, to be honest with you, not even say the heck with it, because half the time these men aren't leaving, as you see in this whole Beyonce, Jay-Z situation. These men, just because they go to Becky with the good hair, they're not saying, I want to divorce you. I don't want to be with you. I want to call up the engagement. But in this moment, I would rather be with her. You know than you, and so we're gonna talk about that, and it's gonna be uncomfortable a lot of things that are gonna be said to me are gonna to hurt to hear but if you if you know me, if you know what I do, what I've been doing consistently, it's never ever been, and it never will be um a thing about placing blame, playing the blame game, pointing fingers. it's your fault it's not it's not about that, it's about identifying a problem, it's about solving a problem, and ultimately bringing black love together. You know, um, helping women avoid, you know, being cheated on, uncomfortable circumstances, having your man creeping with Becky with a good head. You know what I'm saying? So if you can understand that and embrace that in the midst of some things that may be hurtful to hear, especially if that's your theme song for the reasons which we're we're talking about tonight, definitely you're, you're going to be uh, in good shape. Moving forward, so I'm excited tonight, like I said, we've got a lot to talk about. There's a lot of things going on in the world or what's going on in the world segment. we've got so much to talk about, so I just encourage you to you know let, everything's important everything's everything matters, you know whether it's politics, whether it's you know Becky with the good hair, whether it's the entertainment we're going to talk about everything tonight, so I want to jump into it. Um, You know, call somebody, text somebody, tell me, yo, you need to listen in tonight, share the link, you know, keep spreading the word like you've been doing. It's amazing to me. I just want to say this real quick. It's amazing to me that even though we haven't been live as often as I would like, as often as many of you may like, the ratings are still the same. I'm finding out the same people are listening. Even if you don't see a, a link for, you know, a live show or you don't see the link for even what... You know, tonight's topic will be You're still tuning in on those nights when we're not live So I just want to thank you And ironically, there's really not a lot of difference In in, in the live show listeners Than it is the the rebroadcast listeners So I just want to, and I don't, like I said, I'm not a numbers guy I mean, really that stuff doesn't mean anything to me Other than to say thank you for the support You know what I'm saying? And thank you for um, the continued support over the years You understand that, guys? So um, I'm excited Courtney is with me tonight Courtney, what's going on with you?
1: Hey, how's it going? It's, 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 um, I just wanted to say, because, you know, this past Sunday was Mother's Day, so I wanted to just give a special shout-out to all the mothers out there. Happy belated Mother's Day. Um, and I really enjoyed myself this past Sunday because my mom came to visit me in Philly, so that was a, a nice treat, and we had a great time together. So,
0: yeah. That's that's what's up, Courtney. I mean, I mean, the, the reality is, I mean, because I mean, it is keeping real Fridays, and you know, I I I could be wrong, but I don't remember asking you how your Mother's Day. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't, I don't remember this kind of shit here. I will asking on that. I was okay, on
1: that. who cold. asked it's you
0: cold. about Mother's Day. You know, it's like no, let me let me stop. No, seriously, I'll just start. I'll just start. I got a chance, guys to meet Courtney's mother this weekend. And, I, you know, I've, I've spoken with her in the past. I feel like she's done a great job with Courtney. So, um, you know, shout-out to her. Um, like I say, great, great woman. Um, and shout-out to all the mothers, you know. Ha- Happy Mother's Day. Shout-out to my wife, great wife, great mother. Shout-out to my mother, um, who many of you uh, gave thumbs up and likes and comments on the pictures that I've been posting over the last week or so. So uh, I appreciate all of that love. But, again, shout-out to all the great mothers, Um, In fact, I remember this time last year we did a a post-Mother's Day special. We can even call that this because we do do an annual uh, post-Mother's Day show. We did one last year, and I guess since this being the uh, first live show after Mother's Day, we can call it that. But, you know, in the past we've actually focused specifically on um, the definition of a great mother. Check out the archives because these are just, you know, great shows. But, um, you know, one thing I'll just say is, you know, you know, and one of my favorite Mother's Day shows was how to go from being a single mom to a successful wife. And and I just want to say, you know, a lot of times mothers don't, single mothers don't get the respect that they deserve. Um, I'm talking about the great single mom, not the hoes, not the women who are insecure and out here having sex and putting their children second to you know, getting sex or seeking love or whatever. Not not the immature moms that love Beyonce and all this other crazy crap, but I'm talking about the truly great mothers who are from, like, back in the day. You know what I'm saying? Like, mothers who actually looked and act like mothers should act and look, you know. And, and those are the women who I want to just say salute to you guys. doesn't matter if there's a man in your life or not. You're doing everything you can. And you guys know who you are. You know if you're a good mom, if you're the, the moms who make sacrifices, who don't take the easy way out by putting their kids in war zones, but actually make sacrifices and, and you know so that the kid, kids can still have a great life, even a better life than they had. So I just, you know, again, I thank you guys for that. And I recognize that because, like I said, you guys often don't get the, the credit and the recognition that you deserve. So, again, shout-out to you guys. Let's jump right into it because I have a lot to talk about, a lot to – you know, it's just so much, Courtney. It's so much. I mean, we were – it seems like we weren't live for a while, but we've actually been doing it, like, basically once a week. Our last live show was our Lemonade Special was ridiculous, one of our highest rated shows of all time. There's something about Beyonce, which is a whole another topic in and of itself, but just something about her and, and the spirit that surrounds her that draws people in. You know, and we've talked about what that is, you know, and it's not it's nothing positive. You know, and so I mean, when you think about it, when you really look, look at what's being presented and you really listen to what's being said in the and the messages and the imagery and just the the, the um the aura and the mood that she puts people in, you know what I'm saying, the stuff that's being played on the radio, that feeling that you feel of anger and resentment and hurt and pain, you know, of, of middle fingers up and up. We're actually going to read the lyrics and dissect them for the song uh, Sorry a little bit later on, but just it's, it's not of God, guys. In fact, not only is it not of God, but it's actually nothing but the devil. It's, but the enemy trying to create a spirit that divides families, that creates emotional unavailability. And, you know, you, there's not a soul who can say there's anything even remotely positive about what's being projected. This whole thing this you know, I'm going to cheat on my husband or my husband cheated on me. And, you know, because he did this, I'm going to do that and F you, but I'm going to forget. Like, it's, it's ridiculous. It's ludicrous. It's the literally the opposite, and so we're gonna talk about all of that uh tonight, so get comfortable, relax, call us if you have something to say, comments, feedback, you know, or listening, whatever you feel comfortable uh doing. I want to start it off tonight though uh by talking about um you know we can't can't talk about what's going on in the world without looking at politics, you know what I'm saying, and, you know i, I have just not a lot to say, but just you know. Obviously, we've had some changes in the, uh, the We've you know, we've been covering it step-by-step step, uh, the whole time, you know, from from the primaries to, you know, the caucuses and just looking at, you know, every, where we stand, whether it's Donald Trump, Hillary Clinton, John Kasich, Marco. like we've been talking about over the last several months. And so it appears as if things are really starting to, to, to shape up. And, um, you know, as far as having Donald Trump, uh, the, the, what they're calling the the presumptive, you know, not uh, nominee, you know, the Republican Party and Hillary Clinton, you know, in this what they're trying to make you know look closer than it really is. But it looks like it's going to be Donald Trump versus Hillary Clinton. As I've said from day one, we've talked about the reasons for that, and I just this is what I want to say about that. You know, we've talked a lot about media propaganda, but you, I really want you guys to look at how this is playing out. There's obviously been this whole gay gay push, the gay movement, transgender movement. And you, you know, we've, you've seen it literally over the last several years. But look what just happened. Right now that we have, you know, this whole Hillary Clinton, Donald Trump, and that's, that's about to take shape, people are being forced to take sides. So watch this. Watch this. Barack Obama has now just today – Signed the executive order, which is not constitutional. It's it's really superseding um, his his uh, authority and and taking power away from states um, that should be you know, should reside with the states. And he's you know making these decisions on a on a national level, on an executive level, level. But now it's basically saying, hey, look, this transgender thing is real. It's official, right? But watch this? Hillary Clinton, follow me. Hillary Clinton is a Barack Obama clone. There's no major policies of Barack Obama that Hillary Clinton doesn't support. So, watch this. So, what happens now? What's happening? Just look, open your eyes, look at what's happening. Right? You have Donald Trump versus Hillary Clinton pro transgender, pro gay rights, Hillary Clinton, anti all that, Donald Trump and, and Republican as a whole. So, but what happens? If you're a Christian, they've created an environment where not only, where really no one, no one, you know what I'm saying, can, can support Donald Trump unless you're a quote-unquote racist, you know what I'm saying? You can't support Donald Trump. So if you don't support Donald Trump, what's your alternative? Either don't vote or vote for Hillary Clinton, who supports this whole gay movement. How are you a Christian? What do Christians do, right? What do, what do people with morals do, you know? Do you vote for the quote-unquote racist, the bigot? Or do you support something that God obviously hates? Hates. That's the the conflict that the media, that the this, the you know, the powers that be have created. And unfortunately, most people are going to choose race, right, over religion. They're going to choose what is popular over what is biblical. So that's why we're gonna have most likely Hillary Clinton and everything that comes along with that as our next president. And we've really gotta ask ourselves, like, wow, am I choosing this whole race war over what I know deep down is spiritually correct? Oh I mean, Corey, what's your thoughts on that?
1: I mean, it's unfortunate that it's like that. Um, you know, as far as Christians, black Christians supporting Hillary Clinton, but That's what it is, and, you know, she's going to be the next president. It's funny because uh, I don't want to jump the gun, but I was just reflecting on um, President Obama's speech at the White House Correspondents' Dinner, and he was basically alluding to the fact that she'll be the next president. So, I mean, pretty much set in stone because no one is really – I shouldn't say no one, but uh, a lot of black um, Democrats aren't doing research. They're just going – Along with what everybody else is doing, and you know jumping on the bandwagon and just really just not caring and um that's the sad
0: part, yeah, I mean, and you know, and again, and I've said this, and I don't want to, like I said i want to, there's a lot I want to talk about, but I really, as always just want people to think, you know, really think, think for yourselves, don't allow the media to think for you, you know, don't allow this whole media propaganda, this whole you know, I mean, look at, just look at all of you guys are watching the TV. Like, I watch this stuff. I study it. I see it every day, and it's amazing. They, they, they're keeping going. They're keeping it going. What's the story today? What, anyone watch the news today? What was the major story? Oh, yeah. From 1991, Donald Trump impersonated, you know, his publicist. He pretended to be a publicist back in 1991. And it's like, What? Like, that's national news. That's, like, what the the lead story. And this is something from 1991. It's like, okay, Donald Trump hasn't said anything that we can, you know, take and run with and manipulate and twist. So let's go back to 1991 to keep this thing going, to keep people hating Donald Trump, keep people, you know, trying to assassinate his character even more. I mean, it's amazing. I see it so clearly. And it's amazing that people don't see that. It's anything to create this environment that literally hands the presidency and it's not even her it's it's what comes with her. It's the agenda, it's the agenda, you know what I'm saying, and it's what she represents, It's what this whole liberal platform represents. So just keep your eye on that guys and and, and observe it as it as it plays out. Everything I'm saying is true if you look if you look you can, you'll see it for yourself, you know and um yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, a couple. I mean, a couple other things. Everyone's talking about the White House Correspondents' Dinner. I mean, I watched it. I don't have a lot to say about that. I mean, you know, it was what it was. You know, it, you know, Obama comes up. You know, he makes some jokes, and you know, it's it's really an opportunity just to have a lighthearted uh, thing. One of the things I found interesting was that um, I, and I posted the link. Larry Wilburn, who is a uh, you know talk show host on Comedy Central, um, you know, he's kind of was under fire for a little bit. Those controversial, he said, Obama, you're my nigga. Like, I really, that, and it's amazing because, it's like, people talk about that. Like, I don't have too much to say about that because it doesn't matter. You see what I'm saying? Like, people are like, oh, yeah, what do you think about, like, what we're calling Obama the N-word? I'm like, what? You, Obama is sitting up here bombing hospitals. You know this guy's uh, deporting more immigrants than any president in history. He's launching drone strikes more than any president in history. He's, he's you know signing executive orders for monumental things regarding gay rights and transgender. This whole thing, this this whole gay agenda is moving forward at light speed. And you and you want to talk about something? Someone calling saying you my a black man calling another black man you my nigga like that doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Like none of that stuff matters, and so I could care less about it. But again, you know, I watched it. What I did want to talk about, though, is uh, is this whole Malia Obama thing, you know, and that and how that was. Um, I mean, to be quite honest with you, that doesn't matter either. To be to be real with you, but a lot of people were talking about it. But you see how like certain stuff I talk about matters, and other stuff that other people are making big deals like doesn't matter. It's like okay, you have a black a young black girl saying she's going to Harvard. And, okay, she's met with a few racist comments. Like, okay, what did you expect was going to happen? You know, no, is it right? Of course not. It's not right. But, that, you know, like there's more important things to discuss. Like it's not – I don't know. I mean, that's just my thoughts. I mean, how, we're going to talk about things tonight that matter. You know, racist white people insulting a black man or, you know, a, a black woman, young black girl, like, it's okay, whoop do. It, it is, we live in America. It's a racist country. It's, these things are going to happen. Like, it, I don't know, but, I mean, that's how I feel. But how do you feel?
1: I, I feel the same. I, to add to what you said, I think that for some reason people thought that once Obama got into office, you know, because it's like the first black president that – you know, things would change and that people would just magically not be racist anymore for some reason. I think that was uh, what people wanted to think. But it it doesn't matter because there will always be racist people. So I saw the remarks online. I saw what people were calling her. Um, And I can't say that I was surprised because I don't want to say it's normal, but it's to be expected. I guess I do want to say it's normal because this stuff happens all the time.
0: It is what it is, guys. <laughs> you know what I mean? Speaking of the, um, you know, we talked about the correspondence dinner. We talked about, uh, you know, uh, Michelle Obama. We're, there's a lot of things racial um, going on. And one of the things that I, I heard in, in, you know, a race conversation uh, was the Met Ball. You know, a lot of people were talking about the Met Gala and everyone comes out and, you know, they're all dressed up. And, you know, it's once a year and, you know, it's it's great, whatever. And, um you know, a bunch of celebrities get together. They go home and, you know, have sex with each other. Like, that's that's the whole, like, people don't understand how Hollywood works. It's amazing. But, yeah, that's what happens. That These things are like big orgies. You know what I mean? Like, do some research. Do some research on Hollywood and, and what goes on behind closed doors. And, you know, listen to a lot of things that Cat Williams talked about. And I, we predicted this years ago. You know what I'm saying, um a lot of people predicted you know this years ago is you know as far as Cat Williams speaking the truth, I mean we spoke about it we did a whole show on it, you know, and it's just um talking about the the orgies the the gay the gay relationships, the homosexuality that's rampant in the music industry in the uh, movie industry entertainment industry as a whole, and then you look at these the oscar parties the the Met gal like all this stuff it's just it's so sick that you know it's sick, but uh, that's a whole nother topic. But uh, people were talking about uh, Lupita, Lupita Iyango, Lupita you know, and this whole this hairstyle that she had. I mean, and now, you know, it looked kind of like uh, it was just kind of going straight up in the air. Did you have – I heard different things. I heard some people saying, uh, wasn't really feeling it. I heard other people saying, oh, she's very beautiful. And, you know, what's your thoughts?
1: I think she is a beautiful woman, but – she was doing the most with that hair. <laughs> I was not feeling that hair. I Honestly, I like her with the low-cut fade that she's known for. Like, that looks nice on her because not, not every woman can pull that style off. Like, she looks nice with that. But I just feel like that hairstyle was um, obviously um, attention-seeking. Like, she got what she wanted. She wanted people to pay attention to her and take pictures and do things like that. So she made a statement, but I didn't like it.
0: Yeah, I mean the thing about it is that this is another one of those things that doesn't even matter. Like I'm not even sure it's why why we're even talking about it now. I mean it's like and this is for you guys. Like you know what I'm saying? Like this is, you know, a lot of people email me and inbox me. Oh, you know, when you live again, I said oh, probably Friday. Oh, okay, when, you, when you're live, can you talk about? It? You know, I want to hear your thoughts on Lupita. Like okay, cool. Like I'm. That's what we're here for. This show is for you guys. Um, but you know that said, I care I you know, I really couldn't care less about. Lupita's hair. I mean, to be quite honest, I mean, you know, did I like it? Um, no. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't, I don't, I don't find that sexy. I didn't find it. Uh, but, you know, it was what it was. Like, I'm not here to judge her. Like, that's the style that she chose to wear. I mean, it's, it was, I think it was appropriate for the event. It was over the top, you know, but I mean, that's what it's for. And so, I mean, like I said, I just don't, you, trust me, you guys are going to know when I care about something. I just, you know I just don't care enough to even discuss it you know um we talked last week about dreadlocks and you know um you know extensions and weaves and just you know in fact somebody asked a question that we're going to get into a little bit later on in uh, in as state nine invites hour about you know black women's hair and the role that that plays in, in men dating outside of their race. We'll talk about that just as far as Becky with the good hair, you know, that topic. And so we'll, just, we'll kind of talk about that a little bit later. But, you know, as far as Lupita, you know, more power to her. She's a, she, as Courtney says, she is a beautiful woman, um, beautiful brown skin, you know, beautiful complexion. I like that, um, you know. And I, and I just want to say, I mean, we don't talk a lot about this, but I will say that. You know, I don't know what you guys have heard. I mean, while I say I know a lot of the things that you guys have heard as far as what the media tries to paint as a picture of beauty, of their picture of beauty. You know, ladies, there is no light-skinned beauty. There is no dark-skinned beauty. There's just beauty, okay? There's just beauty. You know, if you're brown-skinned, if you're dark-skinned, you know, if you're a lighter-skinned woman, you gotta, you have to understand, every man, white, butt, whatever, every man is going to have a preference, Okay? The Bible says that when you delight yourself in the Lord, He will give you the desires of your heart. And it's it's not okay to try to force your look or your style on someone else and impede the desire of that person's heart. So if you're not you know, if you're not somebody's type, if you choose to wear a weave, If you choose to wear a wig, if you're dark skin, if you're brown skin, if you're fat, if you're skinny, you know, whatever it is, you know, there's someone for you if you're delighting yourself in the Lord. He will bless you with love. If you're emotionally available, you'll get blessed with love. So there's no reason to take offense because somebody says, you know, he doesn't like a woman with a weave or he doesn't like bigger women. That's his prerogative. I typically don't date darker skinned women. That's my prerogative. You see what I'm saying? Like I married a lighter-skinned woman. That's always been my preference. Does that mean I've never dated a brown-skinned woman, a darker-skinned woman? No, I have. But you see what? Everyone has a type. Some women like tall, dark, and handsome. Some women like short and chubby and stocky or whatever. That's your preference. And so just embrace yourself, love yourself, and, you know, all these debates can go away. No one's going to care and feel the need to take up for lupita and, it, and the irony is that no one's even attacking her it's just that perceived attack based on your look and so you know if i'm talking to you just listen if not you know y'all can just keep it moving to another subject because we're about to keep it moving here man guys if you just tune in this is keeping it real fires and if it's if I, let me chill because if it seems like i'm talking fast i am because we all know from doing this as long as we've been doing it Three hours goes by quickly, you know what I mean? Time flies, and so there's so much I want to talk about tonight, and so I want to make sure we get it all in. But I just don't want to waste time on stuff that, you know, is is kind of straightforward, it doesn't matter, because we're going to really spend some time breaking down things that actually do matter, guys. The hashtag is RRTM, Real Radio That Matters, you know, and that's what we are. That's what we're going to continue to be. All right, one thing that I found interesting well real, real quick let's let's because we're talking about race. we just you know I don't want to lose the whole race thing, and I'm jumping around, but one of the things that you know everyone's talking about now is this whole george uh george Zimmerman thing you know and, and, and listen, listen 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 i don't it's amazing man like people people let the media run their lives. They, and I you know, let me tell you what I did, because I'm in the media. Like, this is what I do. I was a communication major. I, I had a minor in journalism. I spent a lot of my time, you know, preparing to actually be a broadcast journalist. You know, like, so an, an investigative journalist. That's what I was went to school for. And so a lot of stuff I, I like to investigate. I like to research. And it's amazing. Like, people just believe stuff. They just believe it, guys. You have to look at the bigger picture. And I'm not even saying that George Zimmerman didn't do this, but I'm just saying I. You, you have to understand, the agenda is to incite a race war. You know, it's and, and this is a whole other thing. I was going to go into this later on, but these movies are very telling. You know, what's what's the biggest movie out right now? You know, Captain America. I'm just going to throw out some titles: Civil War. Okay, uh, I mean these are just off the top of my head. I got a list somewhere. Transformers, Age of Extinction, okay? You guys, and there's, there's like a million more, like these, the, uh, what is it, X-Men Apocalypse, like every You guys see them, like these are all foreshadowing. All these movies, all these blockbusters are all foreshadowing of, of the end of the world. What's the, you know, who watches Arrow in here? I don't know if you guys watch Arrow, but the, the whole storyline on Arrow, one of the more popular superhero TV shows, what's the storyline on there? You know, Damien Dark is preparing to destroy the world. He said the world is bad and it needs to be cleansed, similar to how God destroyed uh the world when he sent the flood. And so he's viewing himself and portraying himself as God. X Men, the the main villain, is God, you know, Apocalypse. You know, it's all it's all so they guys, you gotta understand, they are doing this. They're creating these 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 race topics. This Donald Trump race storyline the 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 you know reigniting this whole thing guys they, they i don't care. there's so much stuff that could be reported This I just want to let you guys understand something there's so many stories there's so many things that could be reported that don't get reported, so you at that point you've got to ask yourself, well why are they focusing on this? you know what I mean like out of all the things they could talk about why why is George Zimmerman you know again because they want us to just look at race. Why is race dominating every ma- major news outlet? Because that's what they want, you know. Now, so that said, I'll be honest with you. I didn't hear George Zimmerman. I haven't heard anything from George Zimmerman. You understand that? I haven't heard any audio, and I'm not saying it doesn't exist. I haven't heard. I haven't heard any audio from George Zimmerman, really ever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, Gordon, let me just ask you: Have you? What was the last George Zimmerman interview? You actually heard not like actually not quotes not stories, but when's the last time you actually heard George Zimmerman speak? Um, at the trials. <laughs> um, right. But other than that, no, I haven't. Right. And you just got to really ask yourself. You know, you got to ask yourself. I mean, you got you got so Donald Trump. Let's just watch. Just watch this. Watch this for a second. So Donald Trump is this major racist, right? You know what I'm saying? And the media loves him; they can't get enough of him. They want to hear him talk. So if there's this big push on race, you know, and like, why? And, you know, and they're able to twist certain things. And but George Zimmerman is just—he's a race. I mean, he's a, he's a Hispanic racist, right? I never heard of that. You got a Hispanic racist, you know what I mean? Latino uh, racist, but that's a whole other thing. How? Where are the interviews at? You know, he wants to auction off this guy. Nope. Nobody put a microphone in his face and said, oh, whoa, George, you want to auction off? Let's hear what you have to say. Well, why are you auctioning off your gun? They kill it. Let's, I want to hear what you have to say. Why? Because that is, has the potential to change the perception that the media ha- has placed on him. So I'm, am I saying that this whole thing is fake? I don't know. But I want you guys to understand that that's very much so a possibility. Okay? Don't be stupid. No disrespect, but don't be stupid. Don't just follow everything the media tells you and expects you to believe as truth. Nine, listen to what I'm saying. 90% of the things that you see on the news are blatant, bold-faced lies, okay? And it's all, like I said, they're digging up stuff from 91 on Trump just to keep stuff going. They're going back three, four years or however many long years just to, Keep this whole George Zimmerman thing going. Now all of a sudden they, the gun is up there. Now GunBroker. dot com says that they're going to take it down. Who says it was up to begin with? I, I I I'm on these sites. I never saw one there. I'm a you guys know me. I I'm a I get email updates. I never saw the gun listed anywhere online. But that's what, you know I'm not even going to. I just <laughs> yo how crazy is that? I mean, do you see what I'm saying to people?
1: Yeah, I do. And I'll be honest. I'll I fall for it every time. <laughs> I'm one of those people who like, will be like, wow, like, how can you do that? Because when I first heard about it, um, you know, the alleged um, incident or, you know, the allegation about him selling the gun online, I was, like, upset. But I never once thought about, like, hey, is this even true? Like, I, I, I kind of fell for it myself. And so what they're doing is working, and they know that.
0: The, the government, the media—they control what people see. They control everything. They control everything, guys. I posted the the the, the clip on my Facebook page earlier this morning of, of Prince, you know, get winning an award back in the day and actually saying everything I just said. You know, when you when they, when they control everything, you're playing their game. They make the rules. You know what I'm saying? And I said online, I said, you know, it's everyone's still mourning Prince, and you know the profile pictures are slowly going back to normal, and the, the, the purple color schemes are starting to disappear. But the reality is, guys, God has got a, re- and we did a whole. If you guys are newer listeners and you missed it, what two two live shows ago, two weeks ago, we did a whole Keeping It Row Fridays dedicated to Prince and who he really was and what he really represented. And the truth that he spoke about the industry and most likely what really happened to him. And I said today, anyone who knows anything about the industry, you can't you can't look at and actually hear the things that he's saying about the industry and the people who run the industry and expect to continue living. You can't expect to continue living, one, and if you don't if you are able to continue living, you can't expect to Continue living at, at the level in which you're living at. Why do you think Prince um, changed his name to a symbol? Why do you think he lived in Minnesota, away from everything? You know what I'm saying? Outside of LA, outside the hustle and bustle. Why do you think he was very particular about where he went and what interviews he did and how he moved? You know what I'm saying? Because he refused to do it, he refused to play the game. Why do you think Michael Jackson eventually moved out of the country? Why do you think that he did that? Remember that tour that he was planning? That wasn't an American tour. Remember he was when he died, he was in the process of, of preparing for his world, his, his tour. But it wasn't a world tour. I don't know if you guys know, it was a European tour. Michael, everyone, oh, my gosh, yes, Michael Jackson coming back out. He's making new music. Blah, blah, blah. That was going to be a European tour. That tour wasn't coming to the U.S. anytime soon, if, if it came at all. That was a European tour. Michael Jackson lived in the Middle East. <laughs> Michael Jackson lived out in Saudi Arabia somewhere. I mean, I'm not joking. I'm serious. A lot of people don't know that he didn't live in the United States. After that whole rape thing, they were like, "Yo, I've made millions of dollars for y'all, billions of dollars for y'all." You know what I'm saying? Everyone loves me. The fans love me. But y'all wanna, y'all wanna take me and tarnish my name? He said, "I'm out." He moved out. He moved. Out. He left it out with the Arabs. You know, people don't understand. Why do you think people are leaving, you know? And so and that's that's how, that's what the industry does to you. And so, yeah, man, but uh, that whole George Zimmerman thing, like I said, I don't, I'm going to say this. I posted the link of uh, to our special on the Trayvon Martin verdict on the George Zimmerman trial, that whole thing. We, we Around that time, we did a number of shows, so if you want to hear my thoughts from a legal standpoint, um, you know, definitely check it out. Uh, just Google the verdict uh on the on Tolbert show and it'll come right up for you if you wanna uh check that out. But I guarantee you'll you'll see things from a different perspective. Um so there's that. Uh what else is going on? Speaking of media, and there's so much stuff I wanna talk about, so much stuff going on in the world. We're we'll gonna talk about uh sorry a little bit later on. We'll Talking about Beyonce and Lemonade and Becky with the we'll we'll get to Becky with the good here, trust me. But um one of, this stuff is more. This stuff is crazy, man. This was, I'll tell you guys something. This was more, one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen in my life. Right. So I'm watching boxing. And I posted the, I posted the actual video on my page. It was the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. So I'm watching boxing. You got Berto, Andre Berto, who Floyd Mayweather beat in his last fight. Um, he's fighting. Uh, what is it? Uh, what's his name? Guerrero. Not Guerrero. Um, uh man, y'all know who I'm talking about. I can't think of his name right. The, the Puerto Rican guy. I believe he's Puerto Rican. I don't want to be racist, but like, you know what I'm saying. I I actually care about saying things. Like, I don't want to say where he's from. He's not really from there. But y'all just look it up. I gotta Google it. Courtney, handle that for me. Who who, do you, who did a uh, fight last week? But he's fighting him, right? And as he beats him, after he beats him, he's doing the press conference, and he um he's you know he says you know you know it was a hard fight. I just want to thank my Lord and Savior. And they kind of hear, they felt him gearing up to say that. I just want to thank my Lord and Savior. And they and he said, Jesus Christ. And as he's saying Jesus Christ, they bleep it out. They bleeped out Jesus Christ. And I'm just, I, 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 I you know, I got the DVR, so I rewound. I'm like, what? I paused it. I got my phone out. I recorded it. And I played it again. he said, yeah, I just want to thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I'm like, what? He's like this is Christ. I'm like yo. No, they didn't even say Christ. As a matter of fact, they please out the whole thing. And I'm like yo, this is fox. And I'm just really thinking like yo. You, I mean, say, I mean, what good reason could anyone have for you know what I'm saying for preventing a uh, an athlete to thank his Lord and Savior? I mean, well, Courtney, what is that?
1: Well. I mean, they do everything they can possible to make a mockery of Jesus Christ, and so you know they i I will say it's it's crazy that it happened, but that's the time that we're in now like that's I've never seen it before, but it's it's crazy like they they always try to play Jesus Christ all the time. Like there's no but here's the thing, so you'll bleep out Jesus Christ, but then you won't bleep out certain like curse words. Like that's backwards to me. Let me ask
0: y'all something. Let me ask y'all something. Do you remember back in the day and I'm you know like I said, I've been in media, I've taken media ethics class, there was a time when you couldn't say, you know, damn, G O D, damn. But now and like that that literally was bleeped out. That was like, that was considered a curse word when I was growing up. You would never hear that on anywhere in, on TV, on radio. It was, it was if it was said at all, it was always bleeped out, you know? And, but now it's the opposite. Now everyone is saying that. G-O-D, dad. Like, that's just, there. it's ad-libs. It's, you know, beyond saying, you know what I'm saying? Like, like what are you, crazy? Like. The stupid stuff, clear and blatant disrespect, you know. And so you can't say Jesus Christ. They bleep that out, but they allow. Look at Love and Hip Hop. What's Rashida say about twenty times a show? You know she says it all the time. No, no bleeping out. You know what I'm saying, oh, it's okay. You can't say Jesus Christ on Fox, but you can say damn on on, on VH1. It's, it's it's amazing. It's crazy. These are the times that we live in. You know, we love, we got the president of the United States signing executive orders to allow transgenders. You're going to be going to the bathroom, guys, with with the same sex. Crazy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And we we live it, like we live in a society where no one finds that to be crazy. You know like that's normal. Like every like, oh yeah, good job, Obama. Yeah, way to way to go. You know, I mean, at what point do people say, like, yo, you're crazy? At what point do people say, like, yo, what are you doing? I can't even imagine anyone else doing the things that he's done and people not rioting, people not calling for impeachment. Imagine George Bush doing half the things that Obama has done, just half of them. You, I mean, I'm just saying, you guys realize people will be calling for his impeachment, right? You guys, you re- listen to what I'm saying. The black community, if the things that Obama has done in the last over the last eight years, you know, if, if that if these things were done by a white man, any white man, the black communities and specifically the black church would be livid. It'd be an uproar. It'd be riots. But because he's black, it's like oh, you know. And so not only is it like, oh, okay, his approval rating, they're saying he's going to leave office with one of the highest approval ratings in the history of this country. How is that so? When, when, what does that say about how the, the country, whoever is voting on this stuff, feels about God? If, you, if this guy is doing things that blatantly contradict the word of God, right, and his approval rating is at an all-time high, what does that say about how – people the majority of people supposedly feel about their faith it's a sad state guys you know it really is There's nothing no two ways about it it's not you know it's not okay at all so yeah man but i'm speaking of which you know this is amazing this is another one of the most ridiculous things that i've seen we all know what the bible says about um you know Christianity. We know what the Bible says about following Christ. You know, wives submit to your husbands. Husbands lead your wives, you know, um, submit to God, you know, it's like, you know, the the uh the natural order of things. You know, wives submit to your husband, husbands love your wives, submit to God, you know, and so I mean that's just that's just everyone knows that, especially people in the church. Kirk Cameron, those of you who watched um you know who know about Left Behind that that trilogy? I, I watched it a few years ago, and we did a whole series of shows on Left Behind. We did a show, one of my all time favorite shows, the most informative shows, on Fireproof. You know what I'm saying? Done with star Kurt Cameron. Which was was that with you, Courtney, or was that with Gerald? I
1: think that was with me
0: fireproof was crazy do yourselves a favor if you want it was like never leave your mate behind like that was like if you want to hear a classic show about the the ins and outs of dealing with conflict with your mate from our from you know from our perspective and you want to hear one of the better shows that we've ever done google fireproof on the date on tober show and just listen to that show specific well first of all watch the movie watch fireproof and then listen to our analyzation of Fireproof, and then watch, listen to our show on Courageous, one of my top five favorite movies of all time. I love that movie. But so, you know, but now, so everyone knows Kirk Cameron. Uh, used to be on Growing Pains. But now that he's under attack, because they're saying that he um, he oversteps his boundaries, he's a misogynist, a sexist, saying that wives should submit to their husbands, I'm like, like, and this is national news. And it's like people are acting like they don't know what the Bible says. They're like attacking him, the bloggers and the, you know, Twitter and all these people. I'm like, why are y'all acting like y'all don't know that he's just speaking from a biblical standpoint? If it's that major news and it's that many people that are attacking him, what does that say about how few people are really following the teachings of Jesus Christ? Did you hear about this whole thing?
1: I did, and, you know, that's not the first time that they tried to play Kirk, though, because I remember, it might have been a couple years back, where he um, had his stance on homosexuality and he was saying he doesn't agree with it, and people had something to say about that, and, you know, they tried to play him and make him seem like he was this bad guy. They do the same thing with his sister, Candace. You know, she's on The View, I think. She's still on there now. But it's like everything she says is like, her her words get twisted and attacked, and, you know, they, they try to make them both seem like, you know, they don't know what they're talking about, but it's coming from a biblical perspective.
0: Yeah, you know, and we just we just kind of really remember who we put first. I mean, whether it's this whole Beyonce phenomenon, and like we talked about earlier, I mean, this is not of God. You know, people attacking Kirk Cameron for his views on women submitting to their husbands. I mean, obviously, that's not of God. People are attacking him. Mean, and before you jump on the bandwagon of any of this stuff, whether you're attacking somebody or whether you're, you know, loving some someone or something that's putting forth a message that's anti-God, you know, whether it's Obama, Beyonce, you really got to ask yourself, like, yo. Like, I know it's become kind of cliche, but really, what would Jesus do? <laughs> I mean, seriously. Would Jesus be, you know, into lemonade and you know middle fingers up, (laughs) middle fingers (laughs) up? Like what the heck? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yo, like it's some yo. This is we did a whole show on this. We did a whole show on this years ago. Who remembers this song? You, I think this was me and you, Courtney, Um, when Beyonce came out with the whole wedding song where it was like. I ain't. I ain't thinking about you. What was it? What's that song called? You know what I'm talking about. Um, best
1: thing
0: you. What was it? best thing you never yeah, had be, or something? Yeah, yeah. Best thing you never had or some dumb crap. We but, <laughs> Something it's like the, that. the lyrics are almost identical. I ain't thinking about you, and I remember it was like deja vu. I remember we did we did this show, and I'm like, hold on. How are you saying you're not thinking about the person? When you're making a freaking song about the person, like it's it's ludicrous. You're in a, oh, man, we did a whole show. Listen to it. I'll post the link later. Like you're walking around in your wedding dress talking about you're not thinking, you know what I mean? You're nasty. it's It epitomizes. Please listen to what I'm saying to you guys. And it all connects to Becky with the good hair. Because Becky is not just a white woman. That's, it's symbolic, though, at least how we're talking about it. It's symbolic of the quality woman, of the emotionally available woman, the friendly woman, the great personality woman. If you're walking around talking about some middle fingers up, you're going to be single forever. That means you're, you're not healed. That means you're bitter. It means you're, you're, you're pissed off. You're probably dealing with a soul tie with someone, so no you can't expect someone to love you and to, and to take you seriously it's It's amazing, and so many women are just eating this stuff up, and they can't figure out why they can't have love. No one is talking about yo like why are so many women single? Why are men committing like they used to? but look how many downloads people have you know beyonce has of of this thing this this movement. Look how many single women are embracing this. How many women do you know don't like sorry? Think about that. Forget how many women like it. How many women do you, or even speaking like I'm speaking about it? Like this is not, yeah, it's catchy. I'm not going to lie to y'all. From a strictly fleshly, worldly, melody, you know, to okay. You know, it's kind of catchy. I'm not going to lie. You know what I'm saying? it, it, it it's, it's, aesthetically pleasing to the ear. A lot of her music is. That's why, but if you can get past that and really listen, really listen to what's being said, it's like, yo, are you the? Are you a Christian woman? Are you a quality woman, woman talking about middle finger up? And, that, and that's just, you know, we're going to do the lyrics later. The lyrics are horrible. We're going to read you the lyrics. I'll play, I might even go on YouTube real quick and play the song for you. You know, I don't have it queued up and ready, but I'll go on YouTube and play the song for it. We'll find it just so people can hear, like, yo, what is this filth? What kind of parent lets their kid listen to someone saying middle finger up? That's like me saying, hey, Aubrey, go ahead and, yo, put your middle finger up. Let's Go ahead. Let's try that. Daddy, why am I putting my middle? Like, imagine me teaching my daughter that. I would never do that. Hopefully you guys would never do that, but that's what, think about it. That's what so many parents are doing by allowing that into their household. You know what I'm saying? We could, we could say, oh, well, it's not intended for kids. Oh, no. You know, but let's be honest. How many parents are actively shielding their kids from from being exposed to that? Not too many. How many lists, parents' lists, is Beyonce really on? You know, a you know, list of people not to allow their kids to listen to. Not too many. Or in fact, I mean, do, those, do parents even have lists anymore? Because my parents had a list. It was a list of shows I couldn't watch. Actually, forget that. It was a list of shows I could watch, and that was a very short list. It was the Cosby Show, and it was a different world. And that was it. You know what I'm saying? So, we, well, like I said, we'll talk about that, but, again, it's everything is reversed. Kirk Cameron is attacked. Andre Berto can't thank Jesus Christ. You see what I'm saying? It's all... You know what I mean? Tony Braxton is dating Birdman. I mean, what the heck is going on? Jesus Christ just come back now. Come back, guys. Come on. Come on. You get know what I'm saying? Let's just end it all now. You know what I mean? It's over. I mean the world is done. Like that like come on. Put us out of our misery. You know what I'm saying? Tony Braxton is dating a birdman. You know what I mean? It it's it's yo, know, it's crazy. It's crazy. But, I mean, you know, but then, but, but then again, is it really crazy? Not really. Why is it not crazy, Dana? Well, it's not crazy because back in 2011, right, you guys, many of you guys are, are newer listeners, some of you are, but then again, some of you are old school listeners, and you know what I do. And you, now it's all coming to fruition, all those shows from back in the day. Now you're starting to connect the dots and say, whoa, that's what he was talking about. Those of you who were back around back then, you remember I predicted all of this. I said in 2011. And I posted the link. You can listen to the whole show. In fact, the show was, you know, how Tony Braxton is, ironically, because that's when the Braxtons first came out. Yeah, Tamar and, and you know, whoever the heck else it is on the show. You know, I don't even know the other names. But we used to watch it. And I said, was talking about, oh, my gosh, Tamar is just so bad. Tamar is, her attitude is the worst. And I said, well, you know, that may be true. She may be a little bit over the top. But I said, she's not, I said, ironically, she's probably one of the better ones out of all of them. They're all emotionally available. But I said, really, Tony Braxton is the most emotionally unavailable of all the sisters. People said, what do you mean, Dana? I said, well, do you watch the show? You say, well, no. I say, well, that's why you don't know. She's, I mean, from, from the from the sickness, from the divorce, from the bankruptcy. I mean, and these are, these are not all things that are her fault per se, but I'm just saying as far as con- being contributors to her overall emotional instability, you know, the promiscuity, the friends with benefits, you know, the, the sexual relationship she had with Trey Songs. You know, I mean, this is someone who gave her body to someone who's literally, like, literally half her age. You know, they get up there and kiss on stage. She's like, well, how do you know that? No, and it, you know, and now unless he's lying on his, you know I mean, his stuff. But Trey Songs had a song out where he's like, some, something. And I told you all this then. And y'all be like, oh, my God, I couldn't believe it. I said this, but this is what happens when you're emotionally unavailable. You know what I'm saying? You start doing crazy stuff. You date Birdman. You let Trey songs hit. You want to pose for Playboy. You take pictures with your nipples all out. Google Tony Braxton nipples if you don't know what I'm talking about and look at that outfit that she wore out in public. She did so many things, and I'm not judging. I'm just explaining, like, yo, this is, she's extremely emotionally unavailable. Trey songs had the the line. He says, something, something, if I need, if I, what do you say, something to the effect of, when I want someone grown, I will call Tony Braxton to, to F. Or I want to, you know what I'm saying? It's like if I, if I want someone grown to F, I just call Tony up. And it's like that was like right after, shortly after the thing. So it's like you're making songs about someone that's so respected. You got, but this is someone who gave her body, who got smashed off by a young thug. You know, and so that, and again, that was back in 2011. I told y'all that. So anyone who's heard who's heard me and you know about talk about her or any of these celebrities, none of this stuff should surprise you guys. Hopefully, people are gonna you know we talked about Halle Berry back in the day. I talked about Mariah Carey back in the day. We talked about Candy back in the day. All this stuff. Uh, you know, what about Candy? Oh, give it a few years. You'll see. You know what I'm saying? We, we talked about Kim Kardashian five years ago. You'll see what happens. You'll see, you know, we'll be having this same conversation in another three years. You're like, oh, yeah. Remember in 2016, they I said, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Nothing I've said has been wrong. And I'm not saying I'm Mr. Know-it-all, but it's, it's biblical. You know, when you go against the biblical definition of emotional unavailability, bad things are going to happen. Like dating Birdman, like your baby's day. That's no disrespect, but I'm pretty sure a lot of you look at yourselves like a quote unquote Tony Braxton, but you've got a Birdman in your life. You've given yourself to a Trey Songz at some point. I mean, let's keep it real. You know what I'm saying? It's not so crazy now, is it? Everyone, oh my gosh! You know the memes are popping. Oh my god! Well, I can't believe she would do that. What do you mean you can't believe she would she would do it? You did it. You know what I'm saying? You, you might not have been named Birdman. Talking about some put some respect on it. But you know, but what did who did you give your body to? Whose lap were you sitting on back in the day, Courtney? I don't don't laugh, Courtney. You know you got a Birdman. You got to trace songs in your life from back in the day. You know a lot of y'all do it, so. That's all I'm saying. Understand the process. Don't judge her. Understand her. When you get your heart broken. That will make you do some crazy things if you don't accept Jesus Christ into your life, you know what I'm saying, and allow him to heal your heart. If, you don't, if you're walking around with a broken heart, you're talking about some middle finger up, guess what? You're going to end up with Birdman. You're going to get smashed off by Trey songs. I promise you that, because that's what that pain will do. You know, Serena Williams got her heart broken. She got smashed off by Drake. It's all the same. He's no better. He just ain't got no tattoos, but he's no better than Trace songs. He's no better than Birdman. You know what I mean? Oh my god, yeah, Serena Williams just Beyonce. She's she's the original. She's making all these songs, all these all these anthems. Who broke her heart? Let's that's, that's called call Marcus Houston up and see what he did to her back in the day. You know, oh you know, what? What do you mean? Yeah. Marcus Houston. Yeah, these guys are clowns. Jay Z's a clown. You know, Marcus Houston made a song about Beyonce. A lot of people don't know this. It's called Circle. That song is about Beyonce. Jay-Z put Marcus Houston in one of his songs. They say some We got a problem, Houston. You know, his little stupid double entendres, you know, coming at Marcus Houston because he, he, you know, let people know that he smashed off his wife. And, and you know, a lot of that, that is his music is about Marcus Houston. See, I know everything. I just don't, I choose not to care about this stuff. But there's so much stuff about the industry and people in the industry, in the industry that I know, you guys got to, when you when you research stuff, when you understand stuff, everything makes sense. Imagine me coming up, you know, bashing somebody from my wife's past or, you know, to, as they say, in my feelings. No, that's not what real men do, you know. But when you're a clown like Jay-Z, you know, when you're an emotionally unavailable woman, woman like uh, Beyonce, you, you know, you put your personal business out there on Front Street. You make a, an ass out of yourself. You make a mockery of your relationship. And we will talk. We talked a lot about that last week on our special on Lemonade, but we're going to get into it a little bit more. I mean, any thoughts on that? I mean, uh, Courtney, I know I've said a lot.
1: I mean, the whole thing is a mess. Just all of it is, is messy. I don't really
0: have anything to add to what you said, really. Just. There's nothing to it. No, I'm just messing with you. I mean, that's what I'm saying, man. But no, it's that's how it goes. What else is going on out here in the world, guys? What else is going on in the world? I mean, it's a lot going on. There's a lot to talk about, man. Um, one of the things I wanted to say about uh, first of all, rest in peace to Tupac's mother, Afeni Shakur. You know, we're losing everybody, man. You know, now again, I was not a you know a, a major uh, Tupac fan. In fact, I really can't stand his music and I uh you know didn't wasn't feeling the vast majority of the things that he, he wrote about, he rapped about, from the hypocrisy to, you know, just the whole east west coast uh beef and how he, you know, perpetuated that and just a lot of different things. But I mean certain things that he said, which again contributed to the hypocrisy, you know, I did, but certain things, like I said, did have have a positive message but overall I can't respect him or or his body of work but that said I I researched and looked at some things that Afeni Shakur had done uh in our community um some of the things that she spoke about were absolutely respectable and so um you know rest in peace to her um how she turned her life around from being you know on drugs to um you know making some some major moves in the civil rights um, movement, the modern-day civil rights movement. And so, you know, uh, again, rest in peace to her. Um, one of the things also I wanted to talk about, you know, just going back for a second because I kind of sectioned this, this you know, tonight's outline off um, into, into sections, and, you know, the, there's a lot, and I've been skipping around, but in the music section, uh, one of the things I wanted to kind of go back to was a question or a topic that we were discussing in the Friends of the data on Show group about Prince and um someone posted I forget who it was but they posted you know something saying well you know it was great that Prince turned his life around and you know he he he, you know, was a Christian. And, you know, I said, What well, first of all, what are you talking about? Like and that's the thing, man, like that's something that somebody posted that someone just you know, embrace I'm like, Oh yeah, oh my God, he he's reading a book so it must be the Bible and he he must have been a Christian. He he must have accepted Jesus Christ before he died. And I'm not saying that he didn't, but all I can go off of what he said. I I can go off of how he lived. You know what I'm saying? And what he I actually saw him speak about as far as his religious beliefs and what he said he was, I don't know what people were saying, but what he said he was was a Jehovah's Witness. And I'm like, first of all, I said, "Well, he's still a Christian." I said, "What?" And this is what we got to really look at, guys. And this is no disrespect to Jehovah's Witnesses or you know anything like that. But I've done some research. I know you know a good amount a good amount of about that religion, if you even want to call it that. And you know, it's it's anything but Christianity. You know, please understand that there's nothing about being a Jehovah's witness that even remotely uh, resembles being a follower of Jesus Christ. Okay. When you if, listen, when you can't even acknowledge the name Jesus Christ, right, then you're not a Christian. The whole essence of being a Christian is believing what Jesus Christ has said and what he taught and what he believed. And so you follow him, you follow what the Bible says about him, you you know, you understand and acknowledge that the only way to heaven is through Jesus Christ. The only God is Jesus Christ, being the Father of the Son. That if you believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins, you are saved and you are then a believer of Christ, aka a Christian. So listen, anything outside of those things that I've just said you know, I don't care if you want to call yourself spiritual, uh, whatever you you know want to t- term you want to put on it. You're not a Christian, and that's and I'm not gonna say there's nothing wrong with that, but that's that's your beliefs. That's fine, but don't twist it. Don't manipulate Christianity to fit your personal beliefs. You're not a Christian if you don't follow Jesus Christ. If you say, well, I don't believe in Jesus Christ. I call Jesus Christ Jehovah. I call God Jehovah. Well, that's fine, but unless you can say and acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord, then you're not a Christian. You know, what I mean, that's the whole essence of being a Christian. And so Prince and Serena Williams not a Christian. Prince not a Christian. Any Jehovah Witness is not a Christian. And there's so and again, do some research on what that what they believe. There's a lot. Of, I know mean, this is no disrespect, but you know, if anything, what they are is more like a cult than anything. Okay, and if you anyone who knows what they are and what they believe and how they treat other, you know, believers, you know, is is absolutely more like a cult than anything. So, no, guys, no, don't put that on on Prince. That's what he believed. He embraced it. So he's got to own that, and his his followers, his fans, have to own that. That's who see you know what he said he was. You can't just try to make him what you want him to be because you're upset that he's no longer with us. I mean, how do you feel about that, Corey? That's just my thoughts, though.
1: Yeah, I I have seen, like, people saying, you know, that, you know, he's a Christian. I've actually had conversations with people who are Jehovah's Witnesses, and um, those people actually, believe it or not, they do claim to be Christians. But I agree with you. Based off of what they believe in, I've done extensive research on them as well. I don't consider them to be Christians, but um, you know, to each his own. I, I, I wouldn't. I'll say this: at the end of the day, I wouldn't have um, said that Prince was a Christian. Like I, I don't, I don't think that way.
0: I mean, you know, no, no one would have. I mean, that's the thing: no one would have with with any one any knowledge of you know, what who Prince was, what he believed, and, and any knowledge of what a Jehovah's Witness is and what they believe. It, you know, it's just the only people who are saying that are people who have no idea that he even considers himself a Jehovah's Witness, one, and have no idea what, what they're all about. That's that's the second thing. So, but again, man, rest in peace to Prince. Um, like I said, if you if you missed our special from a few weeks ago on, you know, on Prince, and that, I mean, that was just, you know, one of my favorite shows. It was, we just kept it extra real. But then again, I don't know, guys. I'm just saying. I'm not. You know. You know. As of late, you know, all of these shows have just been extra real. And you know, I don't know what to necessarily attribute that to. But I think we can all agree. Um, what else, guys? What else is What else is going on out here, man? A lot of lot of things going on. I mean, I guess we're talking about Prince. I mean, why not talk about another? Um, musical icon, if you will, Janet Jackson, right? I mean, everyone's talking about Janet Jackson, you know, 50 and pregnant. Now, this is another one of those things, guys. I mean, you know, I, I really don't care, you know? I mean, more power to her. God bless her, you know what I mean? I pray for a healthy baby. Like, what do you want me to say? Like, who cares? You know, she's pregnant, you know, she she. Postponed her tour, and she's pregnant. You know, I mean, what are we going to protest? What are we going to bash her for being older, for being decided to be an older mom? I mean, people have miscarriages at 21, 23, 33. I mean, you know, like I said, God bless her. I pray for a healthy baby. I mean is there anything else to say other than that? I mean, anyone I feel like anyone who says anything other than that, you got some serious issues, man. I mean, it's not like she's asking, "Hey, should I get pregnant? Hey, hey fans, I'd like your opinion on my life. Do you think I should get pregnant?" Then I can see people say, "Oh no, don't do it. You're too old That, all. But she didn't she's saying, "Look, I want to, you know, let you guys in on what I have chosen, what me and my husband have chosen to do. We've chosen to have a baby." So anything outside of that guys is judgment. That term is often, you know, thrown out in an incorrect context. But you can't use these people are judging her. I'm not gonna sit here and she she get see Beyonce and this whole sorry thing and lemonade, that's negatively impacting people. So I'm gonna speak out about it. Janet Jackson and you know, choosing to have a baby at fifty, her doctor said it was okay, so who am I to say? That is not okay. I mean, I don't, that's just how I feel. How do you feel, Courtney?
1: I mean, I, I'm with you on this one. Like, I feel like it's her body. On this and it's hold, on, hold on,
0: hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. On, this one, on this one, Courtney, you're with me on everything. There's, oh, there's no, nothing no, you did, no, 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 well, Let, no. Let's stop it. No, no, no. Someone out there uh-huh. calling, if you can name a show where Courtney disagree with literally anything I've ever said in the history of the show. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> 20, not true. That, that's, that's
1: actually not true. That's that's not true at all. But I'm, gonna leave uh, you,
0: I'm messing with you, Courtney. But no, y'all, y'all, know, y'all know what it is. So I know. I'm sorry, Courtney. Can you say, what were you saying? Though?
1: Yeah, I wish they could hear our conversations off air. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that um, is now, that's
0: true. That is true, guys. Courtney, as we, we fight we go at it we really. we we get it in man she we you know, we definitely don't disagree, or, or don't agree on everything off wait right no but go ahead Courtney. i'm sorry what were you saying <laughs> about your Jason? <attention?
1: laughs> i was saying that um I just feel like it's her body and it's her business. Congratulations to her. Um, but I'm hearing a lot of the same things that you were saying, like people saying she's too old. And I'm hearing people saying, well, she already has a daughter that's grown, that she's kept a secret. And people are just doing way too much. Like, I'm happy for her, and I honestly wish her the best.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's it. That's all there is to say. You know what I mean? Like, it, you know, this stuff doesn't doesn't matter. And it's like the stuff that people should care about, they don't care about. The stuff that people shouldn't care about, they they don't care. It's like, you know what I'm saying? Just stop. Just stop. I mean, we got someone out there who's literally poisoning these children with these lyrics. You know what I'm saying? And speaking of poison, they found, you know, who heard about the, everyone heard about the Flint, Michigan crisis, right? The water is, is freaking yellow over there. Looks like they're drinking piss. Right? You know, and, and this is amazing, guys. I mean, this is, uh, it's disgusting. I mean, and this, is, and this is not to go back to the whole politics thing, but, I mean, really just ask yourself. I mean, and we talked about this briefly before, but really look at the hypocrisy. Everyone says, you know, it's amazing. So you got people drinking, you know, yellow water for months, you know, and nothing is being done. You know, people are being poisoned. And not one person is blaming the federal government or criticizing their response to this. Yes, okay, something happened on the state level. It's always on the state level at first, but the whole point of it is the government is supposed to, you know, prevent this type of stuff. We got money for wars. We got money for billions of dollars for missiles and drones. and But, we, but there are citizens of the United States of America who have been drinking piss for freaking months. And, and, you know George Bush didn't handle the Katrina crisis in a timely manner, manner that was satisfactory to our people, and he was, you know, he will go down in history in, in, in infamy specifically because of that. But we have a president who has allowed citizens of the United States to drink piss for months, still drinking piss and And no, and no one is holding the government, not the state, not the governor, not the mayor, but the President of the United States accountable. If this would been a white man, everyone would be looking at the President of the United States and holding him accountable for a uh, we're talking months. These people sat in that stadium you know for a matter of hours and days, and people were you know no one's talking about the governor of 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 you know what I'm saying. New Orleans, no one's talking about the mayor, you know what I'm saying? They're talking, but but let people in Michigan be drinking piss, and no one is holding, I mean, that's amazing to me. I don't know how people look at that. I don't know what people, people's minds are just conditioned to look the other way, but that's, I don't care what you guys say. It's not cool. It's not okay. Y'all know it's not Okay. You guys know for a fact the President of the United States should be held responsible for citizens of the United States drinking piss for months. Am I saying anything that's incorrect, Courtney?
1: No, this whole thing really could have been prevented, but most certainly rectified a long, long time ago. But, you know, their priorities are not where they should they should be, they being the government, they being the president. Priorities are not right. It's more towards things that don't matter.
0: Right, there's billions of dollars, guys. The United States creates money. The whole, the whole Federal Reserve system is a you, I mean, just think about it, guys, for a second. How, how are we in debt? Right, everyone's talking about the, 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 the debt. How are you in debt? But are literally spending billions of dollars a day. It's almost laughable. I mean, it's really laughable. Come on, let's keep it real. Let's. You know, when you go online and check your your, your balance, you know it's negative. You know, you you, you oh yeah, I got two hundred dollars. Cool. Nah, that two hundred is in parentheses, right? You you know when it's red. And when it's in parentheses, that ain't you got $200. That's you owe (laughs) the bank $200. You ain't buying nothing. You're not buying anything. That's when you go in, you know what I'm saying? And if they let you buy some, there's some banks, you know how it goes, they'll let you buy some, then they'll charge you $35, and then your your check goes in, you're like, yo, what happened to my direct deposit? No, your direct deposit went in. It just got <laughs> <taken>. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Y'all like y'all talking about Liam Neeson taking? No, I ain't no Liam Neeson. <laughs> that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's, 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 <laughs> how, how you check nine hundred and fifty dollars? You know what I mean? You check your balance. You got one fifty. <laughs> you, know you say, hold up, I just bought a pack of gum. Well, that's the overdraft fee. They got, they took your whole check. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Y'all know how that goes, man. Listen, I've been in banking for a long time, so I know <laughs> all the overdraft. Then he like, shoot. You, you, what's that mean? What's that mean with the with the dude on the phone? <laughs> yeah, the, right the, the it. Question? Yeah. Uh uh-huh. like, oh, Excuse me. Yeah, ring, ring, ring. Hello. Thank you for calling Wells Fargo. How can I help you? Yeah. Um, I need to talk to somebody about my account. <laughs> <laughs> What you mean? <laughs> ain't nothing to talk about. You, you ain't got no money. <laughs> you, you, you ain't got no mo. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> what birthday He said no mo. He said, well, can you can you just you know cause, hold up? How come everybody tough and for the first two minutes of the call? Everybody tough for the first time. I want to close my account. I want. I want, I want to speak to your supervisor. Then the supervisor get on the phone and says, like, yeah, can I help you? And like, yeah, I want my money back. You're not getting your money back. <laughs> That's it. Your money is gone. Okay. Well, I mean, all right. I'm. I'm just mad right now because I need to pay this bill. So can you just? You know, can I get a courtesy credit? Y'all know all about them courtesy refund. That's the terminology. You can tell if somebody's the child has overdrawn and been overdrawn because they know the term well, I, I had one six months ago. Can I just have one <laughs> one? Anybody look. You know, no. you they like no no they like, well you you've got seven overdraft fees on here, so well can you just I get a refund? Well, I can do two. Two? <laughs> what's what's two gonna do when you Y'all get it, man, but this is what we got. We got to get out of that, man. Y'all got to chill with that, man. <laughs> with the, if you ain't got no money, stop swiping that debit card. I'm saying? Okay. But, you know, it's crazy. What else is going on in the world, guys? What else is going on out here? We're just talking. But, no, but seriously, that, that, Flint, that Flint water crisis is, is, is crazy, you know, and, and people should be held accountable. You know what I mean? The whole system is fake. The whole system is a joke. Uh, you know, like I was saying, if you ain't got no money, you shouldn't be spending billions of dollars on missiles. And if you and if you're gonna create money, fabricate money to spend on wars, you could you could create a, a, you know money to, um, you know, to, so that people ain't gotta drink piss every day. But you know, it is what it is, man. They don't care about us. They, the irony is that they said Bush don't care what Kanye said. He said Bush don't care about black people. Obama don't care about black people either. No, it's not even Obama. No president cares about black people. They care about the people who are financing their campaigns. Hillary Clinton don't care about black people. She cares about people paying her $200,000 for a speech. One speech, she gets paid 200000 You think that's free? People are so crazy, man. It's, you know, come on. Ob- how much y'all think Obama gets paid to give speeches? It's the same thing. people love Bernie and how do you love Bernie and Obama? you can- listen, you cannot love Bernie Sanders and Obama. Obama represents everything that Bernie Sanders is fighting against. The same things he's saying about Hillary Clinton he said about Obama. They're the same people, they're the same person. So there's that. What else, guys? What else is going on out here? Speaking of, you know, racist man. Some other stuff. Everybody's jumping on Carolyn Wozniacki. You know, I posted the video. Everybody, you know, she was she put the the towels in her shirt and put the the towels in her butt and was imitating Serena Williams walking around. Everybody laughing. Well, some people laugh. Some people, say, oh my gosh, she's so racist. She's mocking her anyway. They wanted to attack her, <clears throat> not knowing. And people can be so ignorant, not knowing that they're best friends. I mean, they're like literally best friends. You, you know, that's like me giving Courtney a hard time. That's like me giving Osho a hard time. Me, you know, her saying something about me. I'm saying, like, it's not racist if you're friends. People are so stupid. They got on, um, uh, what was it? um uh, Gwyneth Paltrow for for saying, oh yeah, you know, my niggas in Paris. Talking about, I mean, Beyonce and. And Jay Z, not knowing that Gwyneth Paltrow and Beyonce are very good friends, so it's like it's not racist if you're joking with your friends, you know. And, and you know, just people, just stop being ignorant. You know, not you guys, but just you guys. I know you guys aren't ignorant, but there's so many just people. Now, when I say ignorant, I mean just you know, just without knowledge, without a desire to seek knowledge. And a a reliance, a heavy reliance, strictly on the media, <clears throat> not understanding that the media lies, you know, and, and focuses on propaganda. You know what else is going on, man? Let me tell you something. Speaking of, uh, uh racism, and you know, I got pulled over. You know, I got pulled over the other day. Now like I told y'all, I man, I, I deal with cars. I mean, you know, I have of a, a car lot. You know, I have my you know one of my businesses is, is TRC Auto Sales. Check us out. Check the Facebook page out. Got a lot of cars. We sold a lot of cars over the years. But so you know, I deal with I deal with uh, car sales. One of the things I do, and um, so you know, I drive cars and switching license plates and doing different things. So you know, I, I you know, I'm often in different cars, and so it, it catches catches the attention of police officers. And you know, one of the things that I've made it my business to 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 not be is a nigger. You know, I'm not going to be a nigger. I'm not going to carry myself like a nigga. courtney saw me uh, interacting with the with the cops recently and you know just it was no there was no incident and it was like it was like a minor thing but if i was a different type of person it could have been a major thing courtney saw they, they pulled over i'm pull, you know doing some stuff with the car they stopped asked me some questions they heard my responses. and they said all right man have a good night you saw that courtney
1: yeah, I did. Yeah. But here's the thing: you are a nigger, but you know how to turn it off for the police. <laughs> Let's just get that straight for everyone that's listening. I'm just saying.
0: <laughs> okay, that's a good one. Okay, ha ha, touche. I know she's right. That is true. I have I have niggardly tendencies, you know. But you're but she's a hundred percent right. I do. I'm not. I'm not an idiot, and that's I'm not stupid. I'm just not a stupid person, you know. You got to be a real stupid person to to talk uh, negatively or smart or ag- act in an aggressive manner with a police officer. You just that's just a, you're just you're not smart. That's not intelligent to do. I don't care how tough you think you are, how big and bad, you know. It's just not smart to to you know. My mom always told me, she that is one battle you're not gonna win and you don't even want to try to win. You, you know what I mean? It's just no reason to do that. You should be real humble. And not not because you're a punk, not because these cops are right and you're wrong. It's just because it's not smart. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, do you want to get beat? Do you want to be handcuffed? Do you want to have your car towed? Do you want to go to jail? Do you want to get a ticket? Or do you want a cop to say, hey, have a good day, have a, all right, just have a good night? Guys, no, I've never, I've, I've never really had a problem with a cop been around cops all the time, never had a problem with a cops. you know what I'm saying Because I'm humble um respectful. I posted the picture you see you saw the red lights, the blue lights flashing them back at me literally i got i ran i you know I didn't even run it. I just did a little rolling stop actually, I'm gonna tell you what happened. This isn't even what happened. It's not like I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna tell you what happened. I'm driving, and the cops you know they follow me. Because I saw him several blocks back, and he, he, you know, you know you drive and you see the cop, and they just kind of pull off, you know, and follow you. They don't turn on the lights, but he followed me for several blocks. And, you know, I kind of didn't care and just wasn't really paying attention. At a certain point, I, you know, it was dark. thought maybe they turned off or whatever, but evidently they didn't, so I did one of those rolling stops. Next thing you know, Woo. I was like, oh boy! And it was funny. I, Courtney had just dropped me off. I, that's where I was coming. But we were doing something, picking up some cars. She had literally just dropped me off, and I got to my car and it was on my way home. And it was, I was like, oh boy, here we go! And you know, cop. It was a black cop actually. He was like, yeah. Uh, he was joking with me too. He was like, yeah, uh, about that, about that stop sign. I said, yeah. off I, you know, I said I apologize. Sir. You know, I said, you know, that's my fault. I said I really apologize. You know, I'm just trying to get home, see my wife, see my kids. You know, I you know, wasn't really paying attention. I should have I came to a complete stop. I apologize for that. He's like, it's all good. He's like, yeah, you just get to me. He's like, you got your license? I was like, okay, yeah, here's, the, here's my license. I said, let me get the registration. He said, no, no, I don't need that. No, no. He's like, what's up with the license? He was like, it's cool, good license. I was like, yeah. He's like, all right. He's like, give me two minutes. I'll be right back. Ran my license, thought it was, you know, it was cool. He said, man, you, you have a good night, all right? I said, cool, thanks, man, I appreciate it. I said, I, hey, I said, you know what? He already was going to let me, I said, hey, I apologize. Sorry about that. He's like, no, no, that's cool. See, now let me ask you a question, Courtney, that, and that's literally verbatim how it went. Now let me just ask a question. Now, this is going to piss some people off, but let me just ask a quick question. I just want to ask a question. I don't want to start any problems, but I just want to ask a question. Hypothetically, Courtney, I'm going to ask you, hypothetically, if Trayvon Martin responded that way to George Zimmerman, do you think, not saying it was his fault, but do you think there would have been a shooting that night if that's how he spoke to George
1: Zimmerman? No. I I think he'd still be here.
0: Right. Let me just ask you another question. Do you think, hypothetically, if exactly what I just told you, how I interacted with that police officer, do you think if Mike Brown responded that way to those cops who shot him in the head, do you think he may have been able to avoid being shot in the head?
1: Absolutely.
0: Right. Absolutely. 100%. Now, again, that's not to say Trayvon Martin was quote-unquote at fault. That's not to say you know, Eric Garner, Mike Brown, Sandra Bland was at fault necessarily. But if any of you have heard any of our specials, our our ongoing series on saving our children, how to prevent these crimes, not not how to protest them after the fact, but how to prevent these crimes. excuse, Excuse me, excuse me how to prevent these tragedies, because all tragedies are not crimes, unfortunately. Traged, you know what I'm mean? saying? So and that's what we've got. To, and I'm just telling you all this. We're going to get to some other stuff tonight. We've got some time. But just, you know, if you have kids, okay, I don't want you to have to worry about organizing a rally, raising a, you know, putting up a GoFundMe page to do all types of things. Let's Let's keep the kids here. Let's give them the necessary information on how to successfully navigate through these traffic stops. Because the thing about it is, yeah, I ran a stop sign, but again, those they were following me before that. You know what I mean? They were just following me because I was a black man in a nice car at night. I, 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 know, I know how the game works. I was being racially profiled by a black police officer. That's the reality of it. It just so happens I gave him a reason to eventually pull me over. So that was actually my fault, but I'm still here. You see how that works? And so that's all, that's all it is. You know, again, it's not, it's not, remember what I said at the beginning of the show? Whether we're talking about Beyonce, whether we're talking about Becky with the good hair, whether we're talking about Trayvon Martin, it's not about placing blame. It's not about, you know, pointing the finger. It's about preventing tragedy. So just think, just think about it. Just think, that the media wants us to be angry. The media wants. Watch this, a civil war. Okay, that's not a coincidence. The haters right now are saying, well, actually, Don, it's titled civil war because it's a civil war within the superhero. Yeah, okay, whatever. You keep thinking that that that's that's what they want you to think it's about. It's much bigger than that. You Understand that the real the real civil war is coming. <laughs> Trust me. You know, the real Civil War ain't going to have nothing to do with no Captain America. It's going to be an internal war between black versus white and rich versus poor and ultimately good versus evil. I can promise you that. Why? You'll say, well, maybe we'll see, maybe we won't, but that's what's ultimately coming. All right. Um, What else, guys? What else is going on? As you see, there's a lot going on in the world. All right. One of the things I want to switch gears a little bit. and talk about I, I watch Meredith Vieira sometimes, you know, and we're gonna. It's gonna be a good transition to um, our, our our topic of Becky with the good hair, and um, <clears throat> and sorry, what leads to that whole sorry I ain't sorry mentality? That whole just stupid. But I was watching uh, Meredith Vieira, and there's a comedian on there, y- Yamanika, Yamanika. That's um that was actually on the the list of potential baby names for my daughter. So that, yeah, that was like second choice. We almost named her Yamanika. Now I'm playing with you. We, you know, we weren't going to do that, but, um, she's on there and, um, she, you know, is very, she follows the, <clears throat> the, the mold of, you know, loud, dark skin, overweight, long wig, long weave, that whole obnoxious thing. Same as, you know, the rest of them. Lonnie loves and, you know Cheryl Underwood. You know we talked about those guys. <clears throat> she followed that whole Mammy persona, the you know, that whole thing from back in the day, buffoonish comedian. Um, and one of the topics though, was, was, it was interesting because they were talking about Friends with Benefits. You know they were just well, talking. No, no, no. They were talking about Friends, and it's amazing they got what Lance Bass on there, the gay dude from from Insync. They got. You know, a couple other white women on there. They got Meredith on there who never says anything. She never gives her own opinion. She always wants to know other people's opinions. She never puts herself out there. This is a whole other thing. But Yamanika, she's got to be the, the loud one. She's got to be the hoe. And she, they were talking about friends. And she's like, well, I don't know. I, You know, I don't do too well with friends because I have sex with all my friends. I'm like, what what? She's like, yeah, I just have friends. She's like, because that's my problem. I end up, I end up having, I sleep with all my friends, so you know, we end up becoming friends of benefits. So I don't keep friends for long. I'm like, yo, who says that? I mean, think about, it, I mean, who really says that? You know, and I I, would, I really wouldn't be surprised if some, if one of the producers literally told her to say that. You know, and and they, or some, there was some planning of that because that's the model, that's the mold, that's how they want us to be perceived: loud, obnoxious attitude, and promiscuous. You know, I mean, what kind of woman says, I sleep with all my friends? I mean, how crazy is that, Courtney?
1: I mean, but that's what hoes do. So (laughs) as much as, you know, we can say that somebody told her to say that, which, I I mean, that's believable, but it's also believable that that's her real-life story because that, unfortunately, is what we see. We don't see people really in... Like long-term relationships anymore. It's a lot of friends with benefits situations going on.
0: Right. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. They, you know, I absolutely agree. I'm, I know for a fact that was true. I, there's not a part of me that thinks she was lying. You know what I'm saying? But they, but look at it. I'm pretty sure Meredith has had some one-night stands. I'm pretty sure, you know, the other white women have had one-night stands. But they don't flaunt it. They don't boast about it. Look at the, look at the real. Look at Lonnie Love on the real. I mean, these are it's a they're like the same person. Look at Lonnie Love and look at uh, Yamanika. They're like the same freaking person. They tell the same stories. They both have the same ridiculous stories about sex and being single. You know, it's just like amazing. Like you know, you don't see Adrian Bailon talking like that. You don't see uh, you don't even see T and Tamara talking like that. You don't see any of these people. It's always got to be like that specific person. You know, to have that role, and it's just like the single woman, the the promiscuous woman. Why has it always got to be the, the, you know, the heavy set black woman? You know, why can't it be the pretty white woman? You know, why? Because they would rather us be looked at in that way. And so, what did the audience do after she said that? Oh yeah, clap, clap clap clap! Everyone's clapping. Like, what are you clapping for? But that's how the white, the audience full of white people. Because look at the formula. Look at the formula, guys. You know what I'm saying? Look at at the formula. Every successful talk show host, black talk show host, whether it's over the last 10 years, who we've all been on the air longer than, by the way, whether it was Magic Johnson, uh, Tyra Banks, Queen Latifah, Steve Harvey, um, you know, I can't even think of any of the other ones, but those are the, the major ones. Look at their freaking audiences. You know what I'm saying? You know, look at the audiences. You don't see, you see black Monique. Actually, and that's why she's not on the air anymore, because she tried to go against the grain, and she had a, she's a black talk show host with a, with a black audience. Oh, let's get her right. Wendy Williams, another example. You know what I'm saying? The only way for a black, listen to what I'm saying, guys. The only way for a black talk show host to be successful, commercially successful, is to cater to a white audience. You understand that, and so you have to, you know, if, if you know you have your you have a white audience, you're on a white network, where you're gonna have white producers. The talk show hosts don't tell you; they don't dictate what you talk about, what they talk about. No, those stories, those little bits, those are all fed to them. You know, Michael Strahan, look, same thing. I mean, you know, all all of them. <laughs> There's no one who doesn't fit the the pattern, the mold in which I'm speaking. You know, and so just, I just want people to be aware of that, and it's it's unfortunate. And I want us to not support that. You know, we're better than that. You know, one of the things one of the things that people may say a lot about me, but one thing they'll never be able to say is that don't sold out. He sold his soul. You know, we've been on the air longer than everybody. Man, I see all these talk shows come and go. You know, Mike Bazin even you know Steve Harvey. You know, all this stuff. We we've been doing this for a very long time. You know what I'm saying? And one of the reasons is because we, I you know, I don't want to. Uh, end up like someone like Dave Chappelle where you you make certain, um, you know, decisions and then you decide, or, you know, even Lawrence Hill might be a better example. You make certain decisions and then you decide. You no longer want to, you know, whoa, what did I sign on for? And you try to, you know, pull back. And then your whole name, your whole reputation is tarnished because of that initial oath you took. So I mean it's deep, man. It's deep. The whole I mean, like I said, we you know we 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 have talked about, it. we'll continue to talk about it, and uh, just shed light on stuff that is not readily accessible, you know, in the mainstream media. What else is going on out here, guys? Is it is it that time, Courtney? Is it that time? Oh, real quick, I was gonna say it's that time to talk about Beyonce, and it is. But I, just, I have another note here. We were just talking about Lonnie Love. I was watching the reel the other day. I made a note. Just like we talked about Yamanika being promiscuous and saying all this crazy stuff, Lonnie Love said the same thing. It was like, oh, it was from a current events. the way he called it, girl talk, right? And they said uh, they were doing a story about a young woman who, who uh, or no, a man who insured his penis. They said, you know I think one of the guys uh, that was a Chippendale or somebody insured their penis for $100, uh, and he insured his penis for $100, and so they were like, now why do you need to insure your penis? What's that all about? You know what I mean? What, somebody going to steal it? I mean, what you think? Somebody going to steal it? And and, and Lonnie Love's coming out there way, like, shoot, girl, I stole me a lot of penises in my life, ha, 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 and the whole audience starts cracking up, ha, 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 I stole a whole, all, you know, all these penises in my life, and that's, that's funny. You just let people know that you're a hoe. You stole into what does that even mean? You see I mean you see how crazy that is, whether it's Lonnie Love, whether it's Yamaniki, they're all telling the same jokes, telling the same stories about how they were hoes or and, and are hoes.
1: Yeah, I mean it's Cheryl Underwood, the list goes on. I mean that's that's what they do.
0: It's crazy out here, man. That's crazy. What um so let's talk a little bit about Becky with the good hair and and again As we as we talk about Becky with the good hair, you know, and what that even means, I think it's important to understand that for men, you know, and again, this is this is where we really got to get deep with it. At the end of the day, all men, whether it's Christian men, atheist men, good guys, thugs, you know, church dudes, hood dudes, everybody's ultimately looking for a good girl, you know? I'm in the hood every day. I talk to killers. I talk to thugs. I talk to drug dealers. I talk to the worst possible guys every day. You know what I mean? I see them all. Trust me. I'm not, you know, just saying it. You got to understand, I talk to these people, you know, people who've been in jail, people who, you know, are dealing with the trap queen, if you will, but ultimately are looking for wifey. You know many of those men will never achieve the type of love or whatever situation that they're seeking, but that doesn't mean that that's not what what's in their mind that's not what their what their ultimate you know desire is and a lot of these men they they they're they not they don't want the liney love they don't want the loud obnoxious promiscuous hood chick, you know red hair long weave. no one wants that type of woman deep down. Now, depending on you, the man, depending on his situation, depending on, you know, a lot of different factors, a lot of men settle, okay? And that's the truth. A lot of men, we talk about women settling, but a lot of men settle. But please don't convince yourself, ladies, that you have to be something or someone that a man is going to just settle for. Why not be what he really wants? And the best women right now, I'm going to tell you who the best women are right now. The the, the not-so-good women are getting mad right now. The best women are saying, wow, I can't wait to hear what he's about to say, even if it means that's not who I am now. But I'm listening because this is going to give me an opportunity to self-reflect, and it's going to give me an opportunity to change myself into what the, the best men ultimately want, which is not a bad thing. A lot of women look at being at changing, at listening as a bad thing. Look at changing as a bad thing. But why not change? You you change if your boss tells you what to do to get a promotion, and you realize, wait a minute, I'm not doing those things. I bet you'll change then. You'll change for a promotion, but you won't change to be what, you know, a, you know, a, a quality man wants in a wife. So just think about that for you know for a quick uh, a quick second. So that Becky with the good hair, it's not. Don't lose the idea that she has to be white. Lose the idea that she has to be, you know, uh, not have a weave or have straight hair or something. Because it's not really about that. And Beyonce wants women to think that it's it is about that. They want you to think that it's about, you know, a physical appearance. But really, Becky with the good hair is about a different type of woman. It's about, you know, think about it. You're you're constantly fighting. You constantly have to have a guard up. You constantly have to protect your heart and, you know, just, you know, really guard yourself because you don't know what's going to be said. You don't know that you don't have security in the relationship. You're always on edge. You're always fighting. You don't have that trust. You don't have the communication. The Becky with the good hair represents the type of woman that you, that you. this may or may not even be true in, in each instance, but she represents the perception that you can escape all of that strife, all of that negativity, and just be happy, and be easy, you know, and just be light, not have to be bogged down with, with the uncomfortability. That's who Becky with the good hair is. And the irony is that you got someone saying middle finger up and this and that, and that is, I don't need you. Let me upgrade you. Don't you ever for a second think your ass is irreplaceable. Like who wants to hear all that? I mean, just really think about it. All these songs, guys, all of these songs have been made, whether they're about him, whether they're not, but all of these songs were made while she has been with Jay-Z. Now, unless she's a hoe and has been cheating and living some type of ulterior, you know, alternate lifestyle, whatever, all of these songs upgrade you, irreplaceable, you know, it's to the left crap, don't you ever think that, you know, F you, middle finger up, all this crazy stuff. You know, it's, it's not rocket science to think, you know, these are indicative of some things that are going on in her actual relationship and ultimately marriage. So if you think about it, ask yourself from a logical standpoint, what man in his right mind wants to deal with that, is going to deal with that on an ongoing basis without seeking some level of, of release, some level of comfort from a woman who he thinks will, he will not have to deal with that with. That is who Becky with the good hair is. And the irony is that so many women are, are creating, creating an environment that are literally pushing their man to this Becky with the good hair. She doesn't have to be white. in many cases, she is, and, you know, but you know, she's going to be the opposite of everything. The attitude is going to be different. The physical appearance is going to be different. These men are so pissed off, they're so fed up. I'm not saying women aren't either. I'm just saying, you know, this is what men are dealing with. I talk to them. I know. You know, and so if your man is, if you for like this, if you are in a relationship and on any level
1: can relate
0: to any of this foolishness that Beyonce is talking about, please don't think your man ha- has not already called Becky with the good hair. What's your thoughts on that, Courtney?
1: Uh, and I think, what um, we as black women when we have a habit of doing is we we've mastered the art of deflection. So it's like you know when we have things that we're struggling with the attitude for whatever reason, and you know he goes and chooses to be with someone else, or just cheats on us with someone else. We don't we don't self reflect. We just make it as is. Just all being something wrong with that man and. You know, we never just take a, you know, an inventory of ourselves. Like, there's no excuse for cheating, don't get me wrong. But at the same time, there may be some things that you were doing that contributed to it. And I just see a lot of women just pointing the finger and um just really putting black men down. Just in general, just for having interracial relationships, just in general, I see it. Like, you know, a lot of people look at, you know, black men being with um, women of other races as, you know, a,
0: a bad thing.
1: And
0: that's unfortunate. Well, yeah, exactly. It's unfortunate because these men are just seeking love. They're just seeking happiness. And the irony is that these men aren't, I've never ever heard a man say, I prefer white women. I prefer women with, you know, a different type of hair, blonde hair, whatever, blue eyes. I've never, ever heard a man say that. Any man who's ever done that, it's either, okay, yeah, I met this woman and she just happens to be white, or it's, you know, a direct result of, you know, an ongoing pattern of dealing with women, black women, with bad attitudes, you know, with pro- promiscuity issues, with emotional issues that often stem from um, not having a father. I mean, you know, people discount how big of a role the absence of black fathers is. I mean, that's a whole other topic, which you know, which we've talked about in the past and we'll continue to talk about the topic of daddy issues. But I mean that you know it's just different, you know. Most white, not you know. I put it like this: there's a higher percentage of people in the white communities who have grown up in stable two-parent households. So not to say that these women are going to be perfect because you know they're not. But at the same time, it's it's going to be a different dynamic, you know, to them. They're not. There's not going to be the same emotional issues. There's not going to be that underlying issue, you know, of not trusting men that you often see in the black community and that you see in black women. And so that plays a major role in the fact that how many men end up with white women um, specifically because of the the lack of daddy issues, not to say they don't have other issues and, and will be perfect. No, but it's, I can't stress enough, ladies, the, the, the presence of daddy issues is one of the major and most biggest uh, pet peeves. And I don't even know if that's a strong enough term because it's a lot deeper than a pet peeve. It's like the ultimate turnoff. You know, and it's one of the major reasons why black men are not committing like they, like they used to, specifically because of the increase in black women with um, daddy issues, like significant daddy, not just – you know, oh yeah, we don't get along. No, it's I can't stand all men, specifically because of what my dad did or didn't do. And you know, who really? I mean, think about it. Who really wants to deal with that in their life? That's why you got. That's why you have to heal first before you even date. You know, I mean, look. I mean, this is stuff that Beyonce, like I told y'all last week, she wants y'all to think that she's talking about Jay Z with this stuff. To either, like I said last week, it's either true. It's either all true, or she's pim- they're pimping each other out for to you know to profit financially. You're pimping out your ma- marriage to, for record sales. That's I mean you're so desperate for fame, you're so desperate for sales, you'll, you'll 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 sacrifice you know your own mate, your own spouse. You know what I mean? Just to generate and garner interest around the, an album. I mean whatever. I mean what the heck ever happened. To being a talented artist and just come out with a good old love, a old fashioned love song. I mean, whatever happened to that? You know what I mean? Like, what? At what point did love become less, you know, attractive than controversy? Because it did. It's it's absolutely that way now. But it didn't used to always be like that. I mean, look at Sam Cooke. Look at Marvin Gaye. Look at Aretha Franklin. You know, Gladys Knight. Diana Ross. I mean, you know, even R. Kelly back in the day. I mean, you know, love music was was positive back in the day. Now it's like everything is negative. I mean, think about it. It's all negative, negative. and you know that's not uh, one. It's not by chance. It's not by accident. It's a, it's a design. You know, rappers. I got bras in Atlanta. I got broads. You know, what the heck? I'm talking about a panda. You got artists making music about panda bears. Like, what the heck is the world coming to, man? Panda bears, Courtney. You know, panda. What? What the heck is that? What is a panda? Like, why are you making music about an animal? Panda, 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 panda. panda? What the heck? No. I don't even like Tupac. I didn't even like Tupac's music. But I was, I, you know, I missed that stuff because now you got, they making music about panda bears. You know, I mean, this is crazy <laughs> stuff Like right here. Panda, panda, panda. <laughs> oh, man. Now, let's, let's, speaking of songs, let's talk about this. Sorry. I got the lyrics up right here. I'm going to play a song for y'all in a little bit. But let's just look real quick. This foolishness. Look at this crap. Sorry, I ain't sorry. So that's the whole first part. Sorry, sorry, I ain't sorry. You know, I mean, what the heck does that even mean? You're sorry, but you're not sorry. It just, you know, makes no sense whatsoever. I ain't sorry, okay? Sorry for what? Like, that's, we'll talk about that. Here's the lyrics. So he's trying to roll up on me. I ain't picking up. I'm headed to the club. I ain't thinking about you. Now, look, guys, yo, like, she makes me want to cuss. Look, we did a whole, this is like deja vu. We did a show on this 10 years ago, guys. Please, if you listen to this show, if you know what I do, we did, this is like, I feel like this is 10 years ago. Who remembers this special where we, where we literally dissected so many Beyonce songs from the beginning of her career to, to the present? And we started with uh, Freakum Dress. I wish I had to. I wish I could pull up the lyrics to Freakum. Just it's almost identical. You know what I'm saying? Drinking, drinking my cup. My really, my man acting up. Drinking my cup. I ain't thinking about him. Like what? Same thing. Headed to the club. I ain't thinking about you. My man's acting up, but he ain't the only one. I'ma get me some. I'm, you know what I'm saying? Y'all remember these lyrics? It's the same songs from ten years ago. It's all repeating itself. She got one generation hooked on that dumb stuff with freakum dress and independent woman and survivor and all this other stupid stuff. You know, it's the same thing just manifesting itself for a brand new generation. It's just look, yo. I'm a, I, right after this. I'm gonna Google the lyrics to the freakum dress. It's the same exact song. He trying to roll up. I ain't picking up. I'm heading to the club. I ain't thinking about you. She's going to the club specifically to get drunk, to meet different guys as a result of her man cheating. Does everyone realize that is exactly what Freakum Dress is about? You realize that, right, Courtney? Yes. Mm-hmm. It's literally the same exact song. The same negative message 10 years ago is being portrayed, perpetuated right now to a whole new generation of emotional unavailability. Do you see what's happening here? This is not good. It's not positive It's not a joke It's not just entertainment It's much, much, much deeper than that Okay It's horrible He's trying to roll up I'm not picking up Headed to the club I ain't thinking about you Me and my ladies sit my dusty cup I don't know what the heck that is Well, whatever it is It's I don't give a F-U-C-K I don't give a F I'm chucking my deuces up Suck on my balls, pause. I've had enough. What the? What the heck? This is beyond. What? Suck on my balls. Y'all see these? Yo, Google these lyrics. I'm not. Dude, I'm not making it, up. Suck on my balls, pause. I had enough. I ain't thinking about you. I ain't thinking about. Middle fingers up. Put them hands high. Wave it in his face, tell him boy bye. Tell him boy bye, middle fingers up, I ain't thinking about you. Sorry I ain't sorry, sorry I ain't sorry, I ain't thinking about you, sorry I ain't sorry. No no hell nah. Now you want to say you're sorry. Now you want to call me crying. Me, yo, is she yo is this chick delusional? <laughs> is this chick delusional? Hold on, let me go come back. Now you got to see me wilding. Now watch this. Y'all know what that means, right? What does that mean, Courtney? Now you got to see me wilding. What is wilding out? What is what is she going to do? That mean, what, what does that mean? What is he going to see her do?
1: Um, have sex with someone else.
0: Yes. Yes. He's going to come try to see her. He's going to come try to get her back. But that's not going to work because she's not picking up. And now he's going to see her wilding, meaning she's going to make herself a whore. She's going to have a one-night stand. She's going to a club and is going to do what Angela Bassett did in Waiting to Exhale, have a one-night stand as a result of, you know, her man doing something that she doesn't want. You guys realize that that's making yourself a hoe, right? Ladies, you're too good for that, okay? Never let a man, the immaturity of a man... Cause you to lose your self-respect and dignity you know now he's got to see me wilding. you know listen these her your idol many of you guys is idols beyonce the most influential woman in the world a 35 year old woman a mother of a child is going to go make herself a whore now you got to see me wilding out what kind of example does that set for these young girls you get your heart broken you get cheated on do so you go to the club and have a one-night stand with someone? That's that's what President Obama thinks is a good uh, example for his two young daughters, a role model for his young daughters, someone who's saying, suck on my balls? <laughs> what, what the heck is this? You know, see, a lot of people don't know what the lyrics are. They don't see the vulgarity. Now you got to see me, wow, now, oh, whoa, watch this. This is interesting. Now I'm the one that's lying. And I don't feel bad about it. So let's just look at what's, what's transpired. She comes to the club. You know, she's ignoring him. He's calling her crying. Now you got to see me wilding. So you're going to get drunk. You're going to grind on somebody. You're going to have sex with somebody. And now you're going to lie about it. Now I'm the one, because watch this, I'm the one now. Comma, I'm the one that's lying, which is to say that I'm doing what you were doing to me. Isn't that what this whole thing is about, Jay-Z having sex with Becky with the good hair and lying about it? So if if that's what he did, she's saying, I am now going to do what you did, which was have sex with someone and lie about it. Right, Jay Z had sex with someone, so now Beyonce is gonna cheat on Jay Z by making herself a whore and then lie about it, and then what comes next? She says, "And I don't feel bad about it." You know, I so now I'm a hoe. I cheated on you. I've had sex with a, a stranger, a one night stand, and I don't feel bad about it. It's exactly what you get. What? What? Stop interrupting my grinding. What, yeah, yo, who yo like? Who just goes to a club and just grinds on random dudes? Well, it's a lot of women that do, but you, what what do those women call it, Gordon? Hoes. Right. Stop interrupting my grinding. So what? Is, I mean, just picture that. Just picture. This is what Beyonce does. She creates these illusions. These excuse me. These delusions that so many women embrace. First of. First of all, ladies, let's you got to snap out of this. No one is c- chasing you. I mean, this, this whole scenario doesn't make sense. What she's, basically, the picture she's painting is, okay, you cheated on me, and so now you realize the error of your ways, so you're going to chase me to the club crying. You're going to come to a club crying, trying to get me back, literally crying but I'm just going to ignore you while you chase me, while you try to get me back. I'm sitting up here grinding on another man. I'm letting another man grind on my ass. And as you're crying, you know, it says, you're in. stop interrupting my grinding. I mean, just really picture that, Corey. You know, you're grinding. You're like, you got another dude all up on you, and you got a guy, you know, tugging on you or saying, excuse me. Excuse me, Beyoncé. Excuse me. <laughs> Can I? You, you mind if I cut in? Hey, hey, buddy. You, you want to stop grinding on my lady? I'd like to have her back now, please. And Beyoncé just pushing them off, saying, "Yo, man, come on, Jay Z, stop, stop interrupting my grinding on this stranger." Does I mean that? Does that even make sense? Do you guys even picture me doing something like that or any real guy that you know doing something? It's, it's, it's ludicrous. It makes no sense whatsoever. Stop interrupting my grinding. I'm not thinking about you. Sorry, I ain't sorry. I ain't thinking about you. Sorry, I ain't sorry. Middle fingers up. Put them hands high. Wave it in his face. Tell him, boy, bye. Here's the last verse here. Of this most, this has got to be one of the more. I mean, I've I've, we've done this, and you guys have heard us do this. We've dissected songs, we've dissected lyrics, but this may be one of the stupidest songs I've ever heard in my life. One of the most delusional songs I've ever heard. Um, Looking at my watch, he should have been home. Today, I regret the night I put that ring on. He always got them effing excuses. (laughs) I pray the Lord, you reveal. What his truth is? Hold on, 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 hold on. on, on. Wait, wait. So first of all, you want to pray to the Lord, and how do you use a a curse word? How do you use the f bomb? How are you dropping f bombs in the same sentence as asking as asking the Lord? First of all, asking the Lord for anything. You can't, How do you drop the F-bombs and, and praying at the same time? I. She just got finished grinding and drinking and having sex and lying, and now you want to pray to the Lord? <laughs> what the heck? I pray the Lord you reveal what his truth is. Speechless. How do you pray to the Lord what his truth is I thought you don't care. I thought you just said you ain't thinking about you. You're not thinking about him, but you're praying about him. Hold on. Let me, let's just make, the, let's make this clear. You're saying middle finger up. You're not thinking. How do you think about someone, not think about someone, but pray about them? Courtney, does that make any sense whatsoever?
1: No, it doesn't. It's a mess.
0: I mean, if it listen. If there are any members of the beehive out there listening, if there's anyone who likes this song, if there's anyone who thinks that there's anything remotely good or, you know, anything, just, you know, call me, let me know, like, how does that make sense? Where's the logic in that? You're not thinking about someone, but you're going to take time out of your day to pray about that person and not only pray for them, but pray about them so that God reveals what their truth is. What difference does it make what their truth is if you're saying boy bye? If you're not even thinking about that person, this is just this. See this type of confusion, this kind of back- double mindedness. It it it's, it's poisoning our youth. They don't know what to do. They don't know what to think. They're believing this stuff, and as you guys hear, there's no one with a brain, there's no one with any level of common sense that's hearing this right now and thinks like, oh wow, this is good for the youth to be listening to. This is good for anybody to be listening to. It's not good for anyone. It's it's crazy. It's poison. Okay, now watch this. Listen to this other, the rest of this foolishness. I pray to the Lord, you reveal what His truth is. I left a note in the hallway. By the time you read it, I'll be far away. I'm far away. I ain't essing with nobody. Let's have a toast to the good life. Now, real, quick, real quick, real quick. You guys ever had a one-night stand and get smashed off by a dude that you know you don't love and doesn't love you, in fact doesn't really give a damn about you to, at all, and then what that does is the effect of that it causes you to just say the heck with everybody. You just say, I'm done with dudes. Who remembers when Serena Williams posted a a blog several years ago and said she's done with men? She said, that's it, she's done. She's closed off her heart. Who remembers when Rihanna got her heart broken by Chris Brad and said she's done with men? Well, we see how long that lasted, didn't we? (laughs) You know what I mean? And so that's what this is. You get smashed off. It always takes one good um, sexual experience for a woman to say, you know what, I'm done. That's it. I'm just, I'm, shy. I'm, I'm leaving all these dudes alone. That's what this is. She says, I ain't effing with nobody. Oh now, oh oh now you don't want to eff with nobody after you done letting three four dudes hit it in a matter of a couple of weeks. Now, now you're done. Let's have a toast to the good life. Suicide before before you see this tear fall down my eyes. That's because it ain't no more tears left. The tears is done. You done cried yourself to sleep all them times. Y'all ever had, and watch this, because I know what it's like. I've seen it happen. Y'all ever try, <coughs> excuse me, y'all ever try to have revenge sex, and you're so pissed off that the tears come out while the dude is hitting it, and the dude looks down at it, he's hitting it from the back, he's smacking the ass, and you're crying. You know, you're trying to play it off like it's tears of joy, but it's tears of conviction, tears of emotion, tears of heartbreak, pain, resentment. And he doesn't give a damn what you're crying for. He keeps hitting it even harder because it turns him on. That's how cold-hearted these guys are. They'll see you crying. And still, they won't even ask you, hey, babe, are you okay? What's wrong? Wait, do you want me to stop? They don't even give it. they don't care enough to even stop. You know, let I me mean just—I mean, Courtney, is that anything you can relate to at all? or No.
1: No. But I know what happened.
0: I mean, Courtney, you a damn lie, man. Let me—but I just—I know, I do mean, no, no no want to tell it. Courtney that, no, you know, I'm not, a damn lie. No, I'm not. <laughs> you go know darn the other
2: well, Cortney.
1: No, I'm not that. I can't relate to that. Courtney. Like if I did this it, because I stop. wanted to, it wasn't because I was trying to get back at somebody. I was very willing so
0: yeah guys right now everyone within the sound of my voice we do this every so often just stretch no. your hands forward guys no.
2: we're in it's your living no. room
0: in your bed stretch your hands forward and i want to pray for courtney right now oh, you know amen. what i mean stretch your hands for just just say a there prayer because she needs it man seriously you know what i mean but but suicides before I, I let this tear fall down my eyes, me and my baby, we're going to be all right. This is the worst part of this whole freaking song. It's the worst line in the whole song where she says, me and my baby, we're going to be all right. Because what that tells you, and you scroll back up through the lyrics, that, scroll, that, that it's, when you're scrolling up tells you that we're not just talking about a regular woman. You know, With Mother's Day being last weekend, this tells us that we're talking about a mother of an impressionable, impressionable four- or five-year-old, six-year-old, however the heck old she is, a mother who goes out, gets drunk, has sex, lies about it, doesn't feel bad about it, and then comes home to pray about what the dude's truth is. And this is a mother? One of the things I said on social media over the last week is that great mothers don't allow themselves to be someone's jump off, someone's friends with benefits, someone's Friday night freak, because they understand and they acknowledge the negative and detrimental effects that their actions will have on their children who they claim to love. All right? They don't do that. Remember what I said in the beginning of the show, shout out to the great mothers, not the hoes, you know what I'm saying? But the great mothers who respect their children. This song is indicative of someone who has no respect for their children. And the irony is that she says, me and my baby, we're going to be all right. We're going to live a good life. What kind of life? you? It's not a good life. You see how this goes? It's giving people a fuss. Does anyone think that this is a good life? Does anyone think that this is a healthy state of mind to be in, a healthy state of emotions to be in?
1: <clears throat> me and
0: my wodies. what the heck is a woadie? But that's that down south stuff. Me and my wodies. we about to stroll up. I see them boppers in the corner. They sneaking out the back door. He only wants me when I'm not there. Now, that's true. Now, that's the only part of this the song that is probably true, is that he only wants me when I'm not there. He better call Becky with a good hair. See, that's the, the irony is that, you, ladies, see, this is where he, she tries to empower these women. The women love that line. I know so many women who love that line because they feel empowered. But you, it's, that that's not empowered, ladies. You don't have to tell a man. To call Becky with the good hair. He already done did that. He bended it. That ship had sailed. He has been having sex with Becky with the good hair. You think that this whole song, this whole scenario is playing out and he hasn't already called multiple Becky with the good hair? Don't try to get tough now when you just got finished praying about him. You just got finished crying about him. Don't try to say you better call anybody. He's already done that. That's the whole point of this is because he did that. No, and, and, and if And if he did do that and because he did that, Why on earth would he be crying? Why on earth would he be interrupting your grinding? Courtney, does any part of these these, these lyrics make any sense whatsoever?
1: No, but, you know, when you're delusional, you know, you start to think things that don't make sense, and you try to convince yourself that the man actually cares about you when you don't. Because a lot of us do that as women just um, to avoid facing the reality that the man didn't want us.
0: Right. He always got them effing excuses. Excuses are the result of sexual escapades with women. You know what I mean? You know, if a man is serious about you, if a man loves you, if a man is faithful to you, well, there's not really going to be any excuses because everything's going to add up. But when you know when he's out there having sex with these chicks, well, obviously he's gonna have excuses. So, you know, she says he's always got them effing excuses. Well, of course he does. You know what I mean? You don't, know, ladies. Let me. I, you know, I'm a I'm a heavy proponent of prayer, of prayer and praying to the Lord. But you ain't, If a man has effing excuses, if you if you feel any of this stuff towards the guy you're dealing with, guess what? You ain't gotta pray to the Lord to reveal what His truth is. You already got the truth. You just don't wanna believe it. I mean, think about it. what do you gotta pray for? You got to. You, you know the answers. That's why you're pissed off. That's why you and your woties are about to stroll up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Courtney got woties. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't even know what the heck that is. But you got to see what this, he better call Becky with the good hair. So again, guys, Becky with the good hair represents what all of this stuff, the opposite, the woman without the weave, the woman without the, the, you know, the attitude, the independent woman syndrome. That's what he wants the opposite of. You know, nobody wants someone who is, his nemesis. Why would he? What's your thoughts on that? I mean, you know, Becky with the good hair. What do you think when you hear that?
1: Um, I don't think anything. Like, as far as I should say, compared to what a lot of black women think about it being all about a white woman, I never really thought too much about it. But um, just you know, as we're talking about it, I do agree that you know, there are a lot of things that we as black women do have to work on within ourselves as far as the attitudes, as far as the daddy issues, and something that, you know, I could relate directly to. And um, But the problem is we have these things that we're dealing with, but then we try to date, you know, while still having these issues, and we wonder why things don't work out. So, I mean, that's why I'm, I'm always, like, trying to do some type of self-reflection. Like you really taught me that just to really take accountability because it's so easy to point the finger, but it it is painful to be, you know, hold yourself accountable, but that's when you really change.
0: Right. It's, you know, it's not, it's not at all worth it, ladies. You know, one of the things I said online, here it is right here. I said that life is about seasons. I said some men are brought into your life by God to help, in, you know, help you and to love you, and other men are sent straight from the devil to destroy you. I said that the key is finding tr- the key to, t- to finding true happiness is being spiritually mature enough to know the difference. And I can promise you that, you know, if you're if you're anywhere in this situation, this scenario right here. You know telling a man to suck your balls and um you know middle finger up i mean i'm I'm pretty sure that's not the man that God has for you. I mean I could be wrong, I don't know everything, but you know I'm pretty sure if 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 you feel that way towards him, if you regret if you're married and you regret putting on the wedding ring, pretty sure that's not the man that God has for you <clears throat> so any last thoughts on that I mean you know we can talk about it. I mean, one of the things I'll say real quick. Another line I said, piece of advice. I said, ladies, if you're in a complicated or open relationship, then you're single. You know, meaning it doesn't matter if you're married. It doesn't matter if you're been you've been with a guy for ten years or five years. If you know, if it if it's like this, you know, then you're single. Meaning you're doing you, he's doing him, and you might as well just be single. Continue to be single. Because whatever you're doing is not, it's not genuine. It's not authentic. So, shall we? I mean, I, I mean, I think that that's. I mean, just think about that. Look at this dissection of the song, Courtney, and then look at how many women are literally embracing this as the soundtrack for their life. Right,
1: and the thing is, Beyonce knew that that would happen. You know, she. You know, it, it all has a purpose behind it. You know, she knew that. She knew that there are a lot of black women that are living out those lyrics as we speak. And it's unfortunate because, you know, those that are fans and really take the lyrics to heart, it's keeping, it's keeping us in bondage. And God wants us to be free. And it's like you can't take these lyrics seriously. Like you, you really have to do things God's way.
0: You have to. And I just, I just Googled the, the lyrics to Freakum Dress. And if you just look at the, the first verse of Freakum Dress, you heard the first, dress, or the first verse of Sorry, and now you look at the, the first verse of Freakum Dress. She says, <clears throat> this was 10 years ago, New Generation of Emotional Unavailability. She says, I've been locked up in the house way too long. It's time to get it. Because once again, he's out doing wrong. And my girls are so real my woadies are so real, said it's been a minute since I had some. He's been acting up, but he won't be the only one. Oh, what? oh really? Oh, he won't? Oh. oh, really? He won't be the only one. So that means he's acting up, he's having sex with women, so you're going to do what he's doing and have sex with somebody else. Oh, he won't be the only one. Okay, cool. Good to know. So you're a hoe. Cool. Because when he acts so wrong, oh, that's when you put it on, been up on him tight. This just, saw, oh, so you've been, that's where the grinding is. You've been up on him tight, grinding up on him tight. This is your song. Hold out your back. Time to impress. Pull out that freaking dress. Now let's look at the, the second verse here real quick. Soon as you saw me, he turned on, he's turned on how the dress was fitting. So right, short and backless, see my silhouette in the moonlight, such an attraction. He keeps telling me, how my outfit's so nice little did he know my man is going to take it off tonight so you're up on another dude the dude is telling you how sexy you are but the guy is going to find out that your man is going to take it off tonight what man the same man that's acting up <laughs> what are you what do you <laughs> saying the same man that's out having sex with somebody else you're going to let him smash <clears throat> makes no sense whatsoever When you put it on It's an invitation When they play your song An invitation for what You know what I mean When they play your song Get get up on and shake it Work it out on your man You don't have to waste it Oh my gosh Because when he acts so wrong That's when you put it on You guys You, you see how this goes Ladies, look here. When you've been with your man for a long time, every now and then you got to go back to the closet and pull out that freakum dress. So that was 10 years ago, and here we have this literally the same exact song about the same exact thing. You know, it, you know the same one night stand 10 years ago. Beyonce had the get the same guy is acting up, and she's gonna handle it in the same exact way by having a casual one-night stand with a guy who doesn't give a damn about her, and that is the message that's being projected onto these young, impressionable girls. Time Magazine has rated Beyonce as the most influential woman in the world, and when you have that type of influence, you have a responsibility to not put out these types of negative messages to impressionable young girls. There's not a soul who can disagree with what I just said, and if you do, you are absolutely part of the problem. Okay? Absolutely. <clears throat> it's it's crazy. So, I want to move on though. Like I said there's, you know, so I mean hopefully I think everything speaks for itself. But so I want to move on and I want to do before we get out of here a couple uh ask state on advice questions and uh talk about some of these these topics that have been so uh You know, so engaging over in the Friends of the Day Don Tolbert Show, really great conversations. Add yourselves, guys. If you're not a a member of the group, we have some good conversations, good topics that we always come back to talk about live. And we're we're not going to get through them all tonight, but we can uh, touch on a few of them. One of them was talking about shy women versus flirtatious women. And it was a true or false question saying, you know, true or false, if given a choice, a man is going to always pick the flirtatious woman over the the shy woman. And I would just say that that's 100% absolutely false because no one wants a flirt. Flirting is good and fun for particular situations. But if a man wants a wife, if he wants someone he's going to settle down with, then obviously he's going to want someone who's not even necessarily shy but someone who's respectable, someone who's classy, someone who doesn't who's comfortable enough with herself to not put herself out there, you know, in a sexualized manner because that's really what flirting is, isn't it? I mean, how many how many how many, you know, flirtatious people do you know that are not sexual people? You know, not too many, I'm I'm sure. And so that's what it all comes back to is, the se- is sex or the illusion of sex. Either way, we don't want that if we're seeking a wife. Well, that's cool for a one-night stand, for a Friday night sling, but, you know, a friend with benefits. But, you know, the woman we're going to introduce to grandmom, walk down the aisle with, and, you know, live happily ever after with, you know, we want someone who's going to be the opposite of that uh, flirtatiousness. Anything to add to that, Courtney? Hopefully, that's clear to everyone.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, um, I think that a lot of us, cause I, I know some people said true, because they feel like the man will pick the flirtatious woman, but not, not knowing that the man is just targeting that woman for sex. Because a lot of times we see those flirtatious women, you know, in relationships, and we think like all these women are being taken seriously, but just because they're in a relationship does not mean they're being taken seriously. A lot of times these men are just in it for convenience or whatever the case may be, but they're cheating and doing all of this other stuff. And it's bad because, you know, there are a lot of women that feel that, you know, due to lack of um, confidence and self-esteem, they feel that they have to be flirtatious um, to get a man's attention because they're looking at men, you know, lusting after women, thinking that they're actually in love with these women and they're not. So it, I mean, it's, I'm glad that that was a question. Just to clear up those misconceptions.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. And 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 a lot of women, unfortunately, they think that, like you said, the media, it tells you that you have to be a freak, you know. But the the reality is, when you're a freak, when you put on the freakum dress, you end up with freakum dress problems. You end up having a man who. Like someone else. See, freakum dresses all get old. If a man wants you for your body, you're always gonna be cheated on. You know what I mean? Like, there's always gonna be someone with a better body, flatter stomach, bigger butt, bigger breasts, prettier face. You know, bit more of a freak. So that will never sustain a man. You know, you look at Beyonce. I mean, that's what she. That's who she is. She makes a living off of her body, off of her sexuality. And so, you. I mean, if especially. I mean, any man, really, but especially, I mean, I see women more attractive and more sexual than Beyonce every single day. You know, we were just talking online about top fives and, you know, who, you know, who do you think is, Beyonce is not even in the conversation. So for women to think that, you know, all you have to do is look like Beyonce, Beyonce is nowhere even in the top five conversation of most beautiful women, most sex women. So, I mean, that's on a sexual, physical level. She's not even in the. I'm not even lying to y'all. Like people will mention Instagram models, well-known Instagram models before they mention Beyonce. So and and only women, only people talking about Beyonce are women. Men are not even thinking about Beyonce. That's the craziest thing about it. And so you just gotta ask yourself, who would a man want? The the woman like Beyonce, the the freak, the the you know the middle fingers up, all that stuff or Becky with the good hair. I mean, just really ask yourself, I mean, just from a logical standpoint. I mean, I know I would, anybody would. Nobody in their right mind, if given a choice, would choose a quote-unquote Beyonce type of woman over someone who, you know, is not like Beyonce. I mean, I don't know what to say. It's amazing how many, you know, the effect that the media can have on women into thinking that, you know, that image is desirable. For For men seeking long term happiness all right um now this, let me let me just say this because I got some stuff i want to say real quick now there was a there was a discussion uh yesterday about uh celibacy, and um I want to talk about that because again it all comes down to what Becky with the good hair represents all right you know again it's it's the virtuousness virtuosity, if you will. Um you know the good girl versus the bad girl the the respectable girl versus the the freak for many men and, and and many experiences have shown us that in all not all the times but often that quote unquote Becky does represent the quote unquote good girl as opposed to the freak that we've had many experiences with the attitude all that other stuff it's the it's the contrast to that it's the symbolism, not necessarily the actuality of a white woman with you know long blonde hair or anything like that it's just a contrast of what we m- many men are used to um in the in the african american community and um which is a turn off and so it's you know the, the I, we're talking about contrast and opposites we got we're seeking the celibate woman versus the the freak you know and that's what we want if you're looking for a friday night freak you you want a freak. Um, if you want a wife, you obviously you want a woman who's celibate. You don't want someone spreading her legs to everyone. You don't want the sexually experienced woman. You want someone who's, you know, has a relatively low number of sexual partners. And, and, and you know, and not not saying it's always the case. You know, I'm not. It's not about white women versus black women, but we want the good girl to marry. You know, and and for many that quote unquote Becky with the good girl good hair represents that contrast to the promiscuity. Now, I'm not saying that's always necessarily the case, but in a man's mind, this whole thing, this barbershop talk, this whole thing that we do is specifically designed to give you a glimpse into the mind of men. And I'm telling you straight up, you know, do I speak for all men? Absolutely not. But you're not going to hear too many men disagreeing with the vast majority of things that I say. I can guarantee you that. You know, so, again, it's the contrast. So we're talking about the celibacy thing, and the question was, um, you know, are, you know, ladies, are you, how many of you guys can say that you are waiting for marriage to have sex? You know, so a lot of women said, you know, yes. Some people gave the thumbs up. Some of them were bold and said, you know, not me. You know, and I you know, some of those women were single just kind of having sex. Other women were in relationships, uh, quote-unquote relationships, and, uh, you know, basically fornicating, which is, you know, like I said, this is a no-judgment zone. I wasn't judging those women. And it was just, and it wasn't the, the post wasn't an attempt to judge or to bring about judgment. It was just to have an honest conversation to see where people were at. Well, you know, what are some thoughts? Like, yo, are you, you know, having sex or not? You know, and um, one of the things that, you know, and I respected it. It, w- it just was what it was. You know, I wasn't, it's not to say, oh, these women are bad. Because different people are, are in different places with their walks and with their faith. So what we do here with this show, with the group, with the Each Woman Foundation, really is to bring about, you know, a, a str- the striving towards emotional availability. So that's what that was. Now, the issue that I had with the particular debate, if you guys happen to see it, was a few people had asked me, uh, relatively insignificant people, I might add. But ask me because I'm real though. I don't like to avoid questions or ignore questions. But you know, and this is the first time. But ask me. Well, they You know what? You know what? What about you? Did you wait till marriage? What did you and your wife do? You know, I politely said, you know, why well, don't you know? I don't talk about that. And you guys know me. You'll never hear anyone from a public standpoint, a media standpoint, a talk show standpoint. Be as candid, be as forthcoming as transparent as I've been over the last ten years. there's no one no one in history who's who's been more transparent um but where where I draw the line guys you know i, I think this should kind of go without saying, but where I draw the line is when it's not about me anymore, when it's not exclusively about you know I'll tell you stories, and I have told stories about you know my college years, high school, after college you know what I'm saying i you know, I have no problem. Because that's me. That's what I've done. But when you can't, you you know, when you're married, when you, you know, are involved in a a life that involves another person, well, then you can't just, you know, put that out there because it's not 100% me. And, you know, like I said online, I said, if that's not something that people can understand, then, you know, you, you should just prepare to be single because you can't just, you know, it's not about you. You know what I mean? And so I don't I don't talk about just for future. This is not at all by any means the first time, you know, I've said this, you know, but it's the most recent time. So I just say, you know, I don't talk about, I talk about anything, but I don't talk about my sex life. I don't talk about my wife, you know, in that way. So, you know, it is what it is. Anyone who has a problem with that, People say, well, no, you should be transparent. You, how can you expect to, to guide people in this and that? I said, well, look, I mean, if you can't be guided from what I do tell you and the information that I do give, then you're a lost cause because I've provided literally the most valuable information humanly possible to be guided towards love. So if you need me to tell you, I mean, and the reality is, if we're going to be honest, and this is Keeping the real, Fridays, the reality is there's some freaks out there. I mean, that's what it is. There's some perverts out there. There's some, I mean, you know, come on, Courtney. There's some people who tonight, I don't know what people are into, but there's some people tonight that want to benefit from a sexual standpoint from hearing things that I do sexually. Like, like yo, get your mind out the gutter. You know, you know do what you got to do in the bottom sock or on your own. Don't leave me out of it. You know what I mean? Don't, you don't got to involve me. Have some other fantasies. You know what I'm saying? But no, I don't. You know, I don't talk about my sex life. I'm not I'm not going to fulfill that fantasy for certain individuals. Who I mean, if people got mad. What, what do you mean you won't tell me what you do? What y'all do? What do you mean? What, what you won't tell me what positions y'all are, are into? Well, why not? How are you supposed to be a counselor and you won't tell me what, how, where, where y'all did it? Where, what's your favorite sex spot? Like, what's my favorite sex spot? What you get, you, you freaks? I mean, I think that's fair though, Corey. I mean, how, I mean, it, do you feel like I'm not effectively leading or guiding without divulging my personal sexual exploits with my with my wife? <laughs>
1: Yeah, see, here's the thing. You don't have to and you shouldn't be expected to. The whole thing is crazy in and of itself, but, <laughs> like, I I don't understand. Well, actually, I do. But, like, you know, you shouldn't be expected to divulge personal information about what you and your wife do. That's your business. And so I feel like people should respect that, but since it's keeping a real Fridays, I feel like, I mean, on one hand, you, you know, you were saying, like, people want to know just from a lustful aspect, you know. That's part of it. But I think another reason that a lot of people may want to know what goes on is because they want to nitpick and they want to find things, to, you know, to point out to really make themselves feel better about the things that they're currently doing. And so oh, yeah. that's not cool.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's the same reason why people – embraced Beyonce and as as we've pointed out as ludicrous as these lyrics are you know as you know hypocritical as these lyrics are you know people still embrace them because it it one like you said it justifies their own hoish behavior the fact that they you know just like Beyonce basically has told the world hey I've cheated on Jay-Z hey look I, and that's the irony no one everyone's like oh my god Jay-Z cheated on Beyonce but if you really look at the the lyrics like we have tonight, well, she not only, she cheated on him too. you can't have one without the other. Either it's true or it's not. And if it's true that Jay-Z cheated on her, well, it's equally true that Beyonce cheated on him and lied about it and didn't care about it. It's right there. So it's, you know, you can't have one without the other. Either it's fake and it's all the way fake or it's real and it's all the way real. But there's, you know, there's no two ways around it. So, but yeah, man. I mean, you know, it's, it's people want to justify their own behavior, and and on the on the flip side, they want to take someone like me who's who you know ha, it it is being blessed and say, well, you know, they want to tarnish the blessing, and that's how sick and perverted some people are. They want to take something that's good and make it negative to justify their own negativity, which is like I said, it's sick. Is perverted, and there's no place for that in my group or anywhere that I'm a part of. Anyone who has a problem with that, you know, it is what it is. But, um, you know, it is what it is. What else? Let's, let's keep moving on. So if I did, I just did want to, before we ran out of time, I wanted to make sure I responded to that because, like I said, I wasn't going to sit back and just type, type, type. I'm not into the whole typing, you know, Twitter fingers and all that. I like to address stuff. You know, I don't, I don't run from questions. I say anyone who has a question, they can call in and ask me directly. You want to know about my sexual exploits? And I'll tell you the same thing I just said. All right? That's anybody. All right. So there's that. Um, but what else, though? So there was a, another question of, this is a good question. And I think really we've answered it, you know, if you really listen. But the question was, why do you think that black women are not getting asked to be married or not married? or not getting married, uh, why are black men not getting married as much as they did in the past? And, I mean, you know, that's, you know, if you really listen, that's what we've really answered the whole show. You know, it's a number of things. It's, you know, a lot of it is, I mean, the the it's a lot of things, but the ultimate thing is men are not finding and seeing what they want like we once did. Before, it was like it was a plethora of, you know, beautiful, single, respectable women literally to to choose from, you know, whereas now, you know, we still want love as men. We still want marriage. We still want a wife. We still want kids. Still want the white, you know, the picket fence. But um, it's just, it's too many Beyonce's out there. I mean, you know, that's what it is. I mean, again, look at these lyrics. And look at how many women have have adopted these lyrics as the the, the soundtrack to their life and then, and then and you can there's your answer right there: who in their right mind would marry a woman, a single woman in today's society who who even thinks this stuff is okay, let alone has literally adopted it but even thinks that this stuff is okay no one. No, no man in his right mind would would willingly and knowingly do that, but yet you have millions of women who think that this stuff is okay—not just think it's okay, but love it, like literally love it. And then and now, now do you see why men are not marrying? You know, like they used to. Like, why would they? So just think about that. So there's that. I mean, uh, another question was—it was you know—went back to the whole race thing. You know, and it's like let me just go back. And when they do get married, you got to look at who they're marrying. They're marrying, again, Becky with the good hair. Does she have to be white? No, not necessarily. Does she have to have a certain type of hair? No. It's just the symbolism of marrying the opposite of someone like Beyonce. Because she's not the, the, the desire of any man's heart. That's who Becky with the good hair is. You know, and but it just so happens that in many cases Becky with the good hair is someone from another race. You know, and, and that's okay. You know, that's that's perfectly fine. You know, so um, so yeah. What else though? these are good questions, good questions. So um here's a here's one. And this was something that you gave an answer that I didn't necessarily agree with, Courtney. You said, Is it okay to slow dance with another person? If you're married or in a relationship Now on the third Courtney, in the group You said no, it's not okay to slow dance Now let me ask you, why did you say that?
1: Well, I mean, I I guess I felt like it would be Like offensive towards the person I was with Like what I think, I mean, what would be the reason To slow dance with someone else Unless they're, you know, a family member Or someone like that But other than that, I don't see any reason to do that
0: What about the waltz? What about the salsa at the corporate function? Aren't those technically slow dances?
1: Those are, but I, I, I never thought of that. <laughs> I've never. That's slow I, dancing. I, that. I, I didn't think of that. So I was just basing Cause it you're off, a I'm freak. Like,
0: and you're thinking the house party slow dance. Here we
1: go. Here we That's go. what you're thinking,
0: right? Oh,
1: you're thinking just,
0: the, the basement slow dance. You're thinking yeah. the grind up against the wall slow dance.
1: I didn't you say thinking, uh, against the
0: wall. I didn't well, I mean, that, so. but, but that's what you were thinking, though. The slow, no, I you was think just slow saying dance, regular
1: slow dancing, just regular face-to-face. Well, that's like what
0: I'm saying. If about... it's, but that's what I'm saying. If it's just a regular slow dance and it's not a grind and it just so happens to be, you know, just a regular dance at a, at a function, you know, white people would slow dance and, and switch all the time. How is, it, why, is it, why is it not an issue for them and their partners?
1: Well, that's what they want to do. I just don't agree with it. I just don't see any reason to do that. Like, I wouldn't want to slow dance with anyone except the person I'm with. Like, I said, the exception would be as if it was, like, a family member or if it was, like, you know, at a wedding or something like that, you're dancing with a family member or something. That's different. But other than that, I don't see a reason to do it.
0: You gotta, You got to expand your horizons. You never done salsa dancing where you just dance with multiple people throughout the throughout the night or line dancing or, you know, whatever, you know, like that's the, the the uh you know, I mean the you know, line you've seen a line, you from Chicago. You know about the Chicago stepping and all that Oh yeah, I
1: yeah, I okay,
0: yeah. Okay, yeah, that's interesting. All right, never mind. But get, that's get not slow. microphone
1: But that's me. not slow. Pause. That's not slow. Stepping is I mean, that's I don't consider that like slow dancing though. That's a different type of dance. But anyway, just, keep just going. Stop.
0: Yeah, let's let's keep keep that's us just... keep going. Keep
1: going. fine. Keep going. Don't worry about it.
0: Uh, no, uh, you, no, you don't worry. You don't worry about not slow <laughs> dancing <laughs> with somebody. Because you, your mind is, my baby no. left me. Left me sad so and sad and blue. blue. What the heck? Yo, she got real hype.
2: Yeah, I said... Ah shit! Okay. that's
0: that's what Courtney's thinking about. All right, that when she hears slow dance, she's thinking about when the when the lights come on at the end of the party, but you're still dancing, not caring about who's watching. That's when you know the dance is good. When you don't, when the lights come on, you 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 know you put on your Rudy, Tootie Fresh and Fruity. Sometimes you don't want nobody to see what you was doing when the lights come on. But when you, when you still dance in the lights, oh, man, that's the type of soul dancing Courtney was talking about. Uh, you're such Make such you a mistake think cool. about that. You know, that's why I said, oh, you, I said, what about the waltz? The waltz is like, oh. Do you do the waltz? Do you do the waltz?
1: Let me ask you, do you do I, the waltz? I have.
0: Uh-huh. I have. Uh,
1: uh, okay.
0: Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. The heck? Yo, you need to broaden your horizons, man. Like, yo. <laughs> Expansion <laughs> Yo wouldn't you just be in the hood I'm from Chicago
1: out, Yes
0: Courtney like the waltz What's that uh, I don't know no waltz The heck the hell is that That's what Courtney said uh, So but look so there's that um, But yeah these are all good questions So here's another one Now another one And so this is a real question Someone asked why would a guy Tell one woman that he has a girlfriend, and then tell another woman, she put in parentheses me, tell the other woman me that he doesn't. Now that's an interesting question. Let me tell you how to answer to that. First of all, that's you know, it epitomizes the actions of someone in the player stage, okay? Because and that's really what I used to do back in the day. Some women when I was dealing with you know, who I was dealing with I would say, Well, I'm not really looking for any I wouldn't necessarily tell you when I had a girlfriend, but I would tell some women I wasn't looking for a relationship. I was just trying to chill, I was focused on my career. Other women I would say, Oh man, you know, I'm looking for X, Y, and Z It has everything to do with um I mean to be real with you, it has to do with viewing one woman as a whole and viewing other women as potential for something. Not necessarily a relationship, but something other than viewing her as a strictly good for sexual purposes because when you talk to someone when you flirt with someone but you tell them straight up i got a girlfriend that's basically saying look i i, I have so little respect for you okay i'm willing to just if you if, we, if you want to get it in we can get it in but that's literally all it's going to be because i have a girlfriend that's that has that, that's like the worst possible way a man can look at a woman but then you tell other women that you don't well, then that kind of – it's all a game. No matter how you look at it, it's all a game. But it's the women that you're telling you don't have a relationship. It's like, okay, we can go through the motions. I'm still going to end up cheating on you. I'm still going to end up doing what I do. But we're just going to go through the motions of acting like I'm going to take you seriously. So it's its just a matter of respect. I mean, he doesn't respect any of them, but it's just a game plan. What's the best mode of, of – uh of action, your best course of action to get what I want from that particular woman at that particular time. You know, some women, it's like, look, you don't even want to go through the, oh, let's talk for two weeks. Let me take you out. It's, look, I got a girlfriend. You know what I mean? So what's good? Like, what's up? What's up tonight? And like I said, if you're that type of woman that a man feels comfortable saying that to, like, yeah, I got somebody, but, you know, let's just get it in. You know, you got he needed to do some self reflecting right, What's your thoughts on that? I mean, why why else would a man tell have that level of a discrepancy with his story?
1: Right. I mean, it's no other way. I mean, he he knows the type of woman that he's dealing with. I was a woman that was told that, you know, I don't have a girlfriend. You know, let's get to know each other and you know all that stuff, and then still never get wiped up. But I think it just left hope for me. That okay, well, maybe you know you take me seriously because you say you don't have a girlfriend, but you know a lot of guys do that because they they know that for some women it takes a little bit more than you know just um being direct about it. For a lot of women, you you know, you have to really get to know them and or pretend like you want to get to know them and talk a lot with them. And guys know that. And so they'll play the game and say, yeah, you know, I don't have a girlfriend, but, you know, I want to get to know you. And they'll talk for you, for you know, they'll talk to you for hours and hours, have all these long, lengthy conversations, just to get what they want in the end, which is sex.
0: Yeah, let me tell you, let me simplify it for you. It's all about sex. Everything comes down with sex. If it's if if there's any level of inconsistency, if there's any level of game playing, if there's any excuses, you know, like Beyonce said in the song, I'm so tired of your effing excuses. It's all about sex, you know, because if it wasn't, then he would be treating you in a serious manner and viewing you in a serious manner. And so when that doesn't happen, you know, what else is there to do? I mean, it, you know, sex. You know financial gain, possibly, but I mean you know it's all it's all the same um uh, one last question, and this is you know it's it really comes back to what why we're here tonight is the whole Becky with the good hair, you know, we can't talk about Becky with the good hair without actually talking about hair, and there was a question was uh you know what are some reasons that black men are dating outside of their race? besides the fact that they wear their real hair. Well, I mean, we could talk about it from a politically correct standpoint, but the reality is that's the reason. That's actually the reason. And I can't not keep it real with y'all. You know, I cannot not keep it real with y'all. It has everything to do with hair. And it's, it's unfortunate that so many women have convinced themselves that hair does not matter, that it's not okay, you know, They quote in Indy Auri songs, I Am Not My Hair. Listen, 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 listen. And this is not a bad thing. It's one thing, like we said earlier, all men have a certain type. I know men who like women with with locks. I know men who like women, you know, with uh, with braids, you know, hair braided up, um, you know, long hair, short hair, Lupita type of hair, like, you know, cutting a nice little fade or something. I'm, and I know men who like that. So it's not to say that there's something wrong with those styles, um, but it's yours, okay? It's your hair. And, you know, but that said, I don't know anyone, any man. I know I know a lot of men. I don't know any men who prefer. And, again, that's the key word there. The key word is prefer women who who choose to wear, you know, fake hair. It's it's just not we can we can you know be we can fight about it we can argue about it it's not going to change the fact that no one prefers. I was oh, what about these men? I know men who you know married so and so, and she wears. A week. Listen, we're all going to be able to find different situations, which is fine. But the reality is, the key word is prefer, and so you really got to ultimately ask yourself. Do you want to be someone who a man settles for, or do you want to be that first choice? Because there are certain men out here who are going to go after what they want. They're going to not only go after, but they're going to get who and what they want in life. And so when it comes to, the, you know, the you better call Becky with the good hair, I mean, you know, not, we can look at it from a symbolic standpoint like we've been doing all show long. But at the same time, the quote-unquote, when I think of – first, let me ask you, a answer because I, I can tell you what I think of. But when you think of Becky with the good hair, give me an example of someone who comes to mind. Like, who would that look like to you?
1: Becky with the good hair. Uh, someone with natural beauty. So um, the person that thinks I comes off the top of my head, Sally Richardson, someone just, just with very natural beauty.
0: That's interesting. So when you think of Becky with the good hair, the first woman that you think of is a black woman?
1: Well, because I don't look at it as the way that a lot of black women think of, like, you know, with the whole – I think because of what we're talking about. I think now that you say it like that, I think of a white woman with blonde hair.
0: What the heck? Yo, what – yo, do I need to start calling you Hillary Clinton? Now you just be flip-flopping. Yeah, flip flop. Like, well, like, because I heck? was
1: going off of
0: <laughs> my fault. So, Hillary, Hillary Hollins over here. <laughs> <It's> Hillary Hollins. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yo, no, but I mean, you know, cause, you know I get what you're saying, because like you said, we have been you, speaking of Bec- Becky with the good hair from a symbolic standpoint. But just, yeah. you, you know, when I think of Becky, you know what I'm saying? Like, how many black women do you know named Becky? I don't know any. Right, except Precious from Empire, but you know, which is a whole ridiculous <laughs> thing in of itself. You know, even she got the blonde hair, and so that's the whole thing. Becky is a is a racial epithet for, you know, a white woman. It's racial. It's you know, it's a slur, and so. uh, you know, I think of, like, and it's interesting, I, you know, everyone's talking about Rachel Roy, who is Dame Dash's, uh, you know, ex-wife, which we talked about when we talked about the whole, the whole Lemonade uh, situation, that album, you know, that's kind of who I think of, someone like that who's, you know, maybe white, maybe mixed with white, maybe biracial, um, you know, someone like Rachel Roy, someone like, um Oh man, I can't even think anybody right, you know, off the top of my head. But someone who has like that more of a a a whitish, but some form of black in them, but still kind of has that could maybe pass for uh, white. Not even like an Alicia Alicia Keys, because that would be a little bit more racial. I mean, man, really, you got to look at someone like maybe Kerry Washington, um. Excuse excuse me, Kerry Russell, um, someone like that, you know, a white woman, attractive white woman, but with the long hair. And that's why people responded to Rachel Roy with that whole cryptic tweet that she sent out giving the impression or the illusion that maybe she might be who Beyonce was referencing. So, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you, you just want to embrace you. You know, you want to embrace you and who you are and love yourself because unless you love yourself and you view yourself in a special manner, someone is always going to be out there who does, you know, and that is who, that's what men are attracted to. Anyone can have a nice, you know, nice pair of breasts, but unless you embrace yourself as truly being beautiful and truly being special and comfortable within yourself, you know, he's just going to take, he's going to pick and choose as opposed to embracing all of you. You know, and you don't want to be someone who a man picks and chooses what he likes because that's all temporary that all is you know what I mean you want someone who who is really comfortable and 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 views themselves as being special, you know so that you can view them as a man we can view you as special, and so um you know these lyrics this this overall way of thinking, this movement is doing everything to knock down that wall to. To contradict what men want, it's amazing. Women are doing things specifically to take themselves out of the wife category. You know, all for nothing. You know what I mean? So, I mean, well, that's it, guys. I want to thank y'all for listening in. You know, I told you I had a lot to talk about. Looks like we got well, we didn't get to everything. There, there are a lot more ask, data on advice questions that I had, but the main stuff. Uh, as far as the what's going on in the world topics, I really wanted to touch on because that's, you know, that's what's most front and center uh, right now in the news and the media. And um, this, whole, uh, this whole Becky with the good hair, hopefully it was it was helpful. Hopefully some people are able to take some things away from this. Hopefully you, as women, are able to get a better understanding of some of the things that are going on in the minds of men. Um, Courtney, any last-minute thoughts, words of wisdom?
1: Yeah. We as black women are much more than, you know, the media portrays us to be, you know, just the women with attitudes and, you know, fake hair. It's a, a lot of us, we have a lot more to offer, and we don't have to perpetuate these stereotypes. And so I just would really just advise the ladies to really just learn to love you for the way that God made you. You know, you don't have to pretend to be someone that you're not – You know, you don't have to have an attitude when you know that you have a good heart. You know, it's it's really about loving yourself. And when you love yourself, God will send that person to you that will love you as well.
0: Absolutely. So, I mean, and and take that advice, man. You know, God, at the end of the day, will place someone in your life. But, you know, what's happening is, whether it's the media, whether it's following these celebrities, you know, people are losing faith in God. And they're embracing what's popular, what's, you know, what's in the media, what's on social media. They're embracing that because it's, it's tangible. They can touch it. They can see it. They can feel it. Whereas faith in God is has, in many cases, let them down. And, um, you know, that's unfortunate. But, um, you know, God is always there. And he's the only, ironically, he's the only person that can bring about love. And so everything else is just going to be some form of soul tie or, you know, situation. But um, so guys, that's it, man. You know, if you if you like tonight, if you want to take tonight to another level through private counseling, um, maybe one on one, get some further clarification and apply it to your individual situation. Feel free to call me eight five five fifty five DATON. Reach out to me at DATON at trctoday.com. dot com, and you know we can talk about it because um, you know, no one needs to believe that you know. Becky with the good hair is better or, you know, or be dealing with someone and having to feel like that guy is seeking a Becky with the uh, with the good hair. So that's it, guys. I thank you. I appreciate you for listening, and we will see you next time.
2: Let day don't be motivate you, girl. Let day don't be your motivation, child. Let day don't over come and rock your world. Hmm. Let day don't be your motivation, child. Let day don't over motivate you, girl. Let day don't be your motivation, child. Let day don't over come and change your world. Don't ever let yourself settle for. Thank you.